so this is no sold episode 47 we're back again we got the east west connection frank back from san diego california home yeah. of ray mysterio ray ray how you feeling I, feeling good he used to have a um a mexican restaurant I, he may still i just didn't see it but like i remember when i first moved out here which is 10 years ago now april 30th would be 10 years that i moved out here wow california but when I, I was first in san diego and i remember seeing ray mysterio's restaurant but never got to go in never got to go in mm. well yeah you missed is uh, it gone now i don't know i'm not sure yeah. i didn't like pay attention like i wasn't looking for it this time but I, this one memory i remember I, I passed it a few times i was like i gotta go there one day and just never did and speaking of ray ray shout out to your cousin ray ray Played some Magic the Gathering with them like a week ago like a or so. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> shout out to Ray Ray. That's funny. <laughs> Yo, Ray That's Ray. Fun. Shout out to Ray Ray. He's got into all that stuff. Comics, magic, yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like he's reached a new level of nerddom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, hey, I, I speaking of nerdom, we went three and a half hours last week talking about Canadian wrestling. So that's, that's pretty, uh, see what happens epic. when you leave us, Frank. I know. Well, yeah. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> that was last week. Uh, if you haven't checked that one out, check out 46, episode 46. We discussed Canadian wrestlers, all time Canadian wrestlers. This week, we're going to be talking about factions, stables, groups. What do you guys usually go to? Stables? Do you, do you I, say st I used to say factions for like the longest time. I don't know where that got into my head, but I always said factions. And sort of, I, I think now when I was like doing research on this one, I was doing more stables. I feel like that seems to be the consensus term. I don't know where I got faction. I think the WWE kind of brainwashed us into that faction word. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm guilty then because I usually go factions up here in yeah. the brain. So it's just like me to be. I trained. think stable's more like an old school word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. But Vince is the king of old school words, right? So <laughs> usually uh That's right, pal. It's, he's usually good. So we should mention really quick before mm. we get into stables and factions, Raw tonight, Triple H big announcement. What was it, Duke? The introduction, they're bringing back the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm. So whatever Roman Reigns, whatever show he gets drafted to, the other show will introduce a brand new world heavyweight champion to be crowned at Night of Champions. I believe that's May 26th. Okay. So All it's right. a Saturday, whatever, whatever day that Saturday is. May 26th. Oh, that's uh, the day before Double or Nothing. No, oh, no. is it really? Yeah. Look at these. And jerks. just about a week after this gentleman, John Boy's birthday. That's oh, true. There you go. Right. Well, maybe the right man. You know, do I want Cody to win this title? I don't want Cody to win this title. Cody this consolation this title. I'm going on record right now. Seth Rollins will win this title. Hmm. Do you think Cody loses to Brock Lesnar at the next pay-per-view? And then Backlash? he's out of the title. Yeah, he's out of the title. Probably. Picture. Cody's a job guy now, so <laughs> nah. he'll probably get squashed in five seconds. Think so? I'm not. Then... I don't know. I don't know what I what the, where to go with that. Yeah, one. I don't know where they're going with it. I think he'll he probably should open the probably card and wrestle Brock. for three minutes. Yeah. Well, listen. I, I defended Brock beating Kofi Kingston uh, quickly. <laughs> you had but, to think about that. But if he beats Cody Rhodes that quickly, I'm gonna. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Imagine. I go. I give up. Oh, that's I, funny. I that would be bad. But yeah, this world heavyweight title is going to carry the lineage from the 2003 world heavyweight title. So 
a little bit of prestige, I guess you could say, on this. However, the the design of the belt, what do you guys think of that? I'm very uh, mixed emotions on it because, like, I don't hate it. And, I mean, I don't know if the bar has been dropped so low that it's sort of like they could put anything out and it's like an improvement. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it reminds me of Big Gold. I could see people comparing it to AEW's title in in ways, even though I don't really see. I just think the busyness of it makes it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the two tone. That's yeah, what got me, right? Two tone, yeah, and the two tone. But I don't hate it. But they got that dumbass W in the middle, so <laughs> it is what it is. It looks like a website advertisement. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's definitely an improvement for mm-hmm. sure. Like I said this before, like our expectations are just so low. That like yeah. when we get something mediocre, we're like, oh, that's good. And mm-hmm. then good becomes great. So like it could be a lot worse. It doesn't spin. So that's good. <laughs> that's Although good. there's a poll on WWE Twitter, man, and they're asking people their favorite title. And that fucking John Cena title is getting all this, all these votes. And I'm like, who's winning? What do that I poll? know, man? What do I know? It well, wasn't, it's... there wasn't an actual oh, poll. It was okay. just like, what is your title? Got you. Got you. A, B, C, like, D, oh. or E. It's there was the... like, there was a good amount of B, which is the winged eagle, but like the bigger one. The one Frank like likes. Austin's title. The Austin so like, one, yeah. Attitude Yeah, era. that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. of like that time. But like, yeah. once again, man, it's this generational thing. If you grew up with that, I feel like, you know, you gravitate towards what you grew up with, even though mm. it looks like a toy. Yeah, but your taste, like these oh. these people's taste, can't be this. Like you should still be able to recognize like a good looking design versus Bro, a shitty design kids, in your era. There are there are kids that believe John Cena is the greatest of all time. That's yeah, a real thing. Yeah. So like, but there's also a reason like NFL teams go back to like these retro jerseys and stuff, and people eat it up because it's like I'm sorry, man. Like at one point. They were getting things right, and now it's just – I don't know. I saw that. I repped No Sold on the Instagram, and, I, you know, of course I'm going to vote for A, the winged mm-hmm. eagle, but uh, I was getting roasted. Like, there were, like, you know, 40 <laughs> people liked it, the comment or whatever, but then there's, like, 40 people saying, you know, E. It's all about E, and E is the one with the, the Duke is talking about, the Cena belt. P- people mm-hmm. love that belt. So what do I yep. know? I do we don't know anything. Get that belt. Because that belt, <laughs> you could talk about the current belt being like bullshit because of it's all it's all leather and stones, yeah. you know, and a big W. Fine. But at least it's like clean. But that John Cena belt, it's like 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag yeah, type of all this stuff. And it's just it's like it's the, like not the even the current title, to. even it's just gaudy. It looks yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. cheap. It doesn't mm-hmm. look classy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like but it somehow looks better than that belt he just talked about, which is no, crazy. it does, but still, like this is where we're at. Like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're accepting this because the other thing just it like it had all this jewelry on it and stuff, but it looks cheap. Like it yeah, there's yeah. something to be said for like class. Yeah, you think? Well, how dare they even ask that question on a poll? Like, well, we don't know shit. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the world heavyweight championship. Also, other big news: CM Punk was apparently backstage and signed with WWE tonight. (laughs) He didn't sign. We don't want to start any of that. But he was there apparently, crazy, and asked to leave for whatever reason. So, because he's under contract, supposedly. Yeah, stay tuned. It's just, you know what's funny, man? It's like anytime there's like an AEW guy 
shows up to a WWE like backstage, like photos are, uh, you know, photos come out of them guys. And it's like, I wouldn't even put it past them to be like, yo, get this out there. You know what I mean? That Ricky Starks is here. Get it out there. Oh like, yeah. Punk is totally. here. You know what I mean? Like just to stir the pot even, you know, yep. just cause why not? Security camera footage of Ricky Starks. How does that get leaked? Yeah. 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 How's it get yeah. leaked? But the punk thing, I mean, that's gotta be big news. I mean, look, that's not, that shakes up the whole internet in one day anything there's a new does. world title being introduced who knows yeah. oh yeah. here we go imagine imagine Saint i mean to have his own show and how about that <laughs> isn't that funny yeah if, that, if that's true <laughs> like i mean they had to have that show already in the works unless no yeah definitely TK really have the power to just be like it's like give me another no. type another show the word on the street you know not that we know anything about anything but the word on the street was that wb wanted punk you know what i mean they're like listen you want another show we need you to have a big star you know what i mean and like punk was the guy they highlighted so it makes sense to me if i'm warner brothers and i'm tony Khan or whatever you know like I've you just said we don't know him. shit about shit but we've yeah. always said what's big business <laughs> for AEW? it's punk yeah i mean yeah. you can't be blind to that my it's crazy. just look at this thing today though with uh him being backstage it's like all of a sudden, Triple H's big announcement went out the window. Like all this other shit yeah. that happened in the day, because it was like kind of like a wild entertainment media day. Mm -hmm. And you know, Punk has that kind of power. People roasting Punk. Oh, he's he's never going back. How is anybody going to accept him? Like, bro, he can't meet friends. Like, chill out. You know, people go so nuclear instantly. You oh know? yeah, it's just like relax. But relax. if he does go back, they'll accept it, and they'll be cheering for him. You know, yeah, I mean, that, they all go back eventually. You know, nothing would shock me. Like, that would be a big one, but... That would be a big one. That would be a big one. That's the that only would... other one besides Cody that I think actually would make me butt hurt a little bit. But if you have EVPs... Can't and stuff, turn on like him, that, though. Yeah, but if you have EVPs and stuff in AEW who are, like, refusing to work with the guy or whatever, and, like, this mm. is what for... That's a little bit different to me, you know what I mean? And I could forgive him, probably. But, like, because, you know, he's the only other guy that's, like never going back to wwe type of, you know roasting mm -hmm. him every chance he gets so like that would be like what but you know stranger Dude, were you aware of all the um like click stuff in like 95 96 like did you were you aware of all that drama that they were causing no um i remember like sean would say like don't confuse expansion with extinction mm -hmm. so like the guys like leaving and stuff like that but well, like what about them like not like wanting super... to do work with certain guys or nah like, like mm -hmm. i i knew there was like a click but i didn't know any of that stuff not not that i remember anyway it's just because we know like the elite now and being like kind of yeah, we know too much yeah and it's like i love I, I do really like those guys but it's like if they don't make it work with punk that's silly, right? crazy so silly. yeah i don't think there's you know we're just speculating and being silly mm -hmm. punk's not going back no, like, yeah. no i know i'm just saying in um like, I they think gotta they make it just, work they were in his city yeah. he probably wanted to say hi to some buds and that's that i'm i am hoping that he goes back to AEW. i don't think i just can't possibly fathom you leave that money on the table you know yeah it sounds ridiculous and if they know? do the elite truly are children yeah. yeah, exactly. Like His point has been confirmed, right? Themselves. Like, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think That's it's coincidence that, like, guys, you know, kind of clash with them multiple mm -hmm. times. Multiple like, times, when, yeah. when that happens, it's like when you have a friend that, like, fights with all your other friends, it's like, 
oh, okay, it's that friend. It's, that it's not guy, all yeah. my other friends, you know? Yeah. Like, so anyway. Now you have three of them. I wonder who his I friends are exactly. back in uh, WWE, which is, I was just trying to think who were his Well, he's, he's good friends with Kofi, actually. Right, okay. But Kofi. Kofi's hurt right now. Um, champions I mean, Lita, he's friends with Lita. She's gone. I'm just um, trying to think, who's he rock with there? Because it's like such a different game now with him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. who he, Cody? He, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if Kofi is still traveling with them while he's busted up, but mm-hmm. Kofi was a good bud of his. Yeah. Seth Rollins, not so much. Well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think that's working, Rollins. Though yeah. when he was talking all that yep. trash about Punk, yeah. I think that's working. Yeah, we're 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 getting off topic, but it it has been a big news day. Go figure. Mm-hmm. When we're just about to talk <clears throat> about some uh, old school factions and stables and new school factions and stables, but uh, we had to talk about the the current day a minute there, and we'll get back to some current day stuff very soon here on No Soul. But we wanted to. Um, yeah, we wanted to get into just the idea of some of these stables and groups and factions in uh, in history throughout the years. And because it's really topical now, because AEW is very faction heavy. They have been for a while now, I'd say. Everyone's sort of represented by a group. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and, and WWE even has some pretty major league stables that we'll talk about later that are kind of in the limelight in all their storylines, they're all kind of tied together. So, um, yeah, we do want to talk about, you know, and I don't know what are, whether you do want to call them stables, groups, factions. I feel like they've definitely been front and center and significant in a lot of storylines going all the way back. So, uh, yeah, in professional wrestling, it's, it's always get a, get a group of your buddies or off screen maybe, and you guys get together on screen or makes sense to sort of put a tag team together with the big man and then the worker yeah. there's always like but um for you a guys formula. A, a formula but what do you guys um think constitutes a stable because in thinking about this i wanted to know am i reaching to to put three men groups in or Mm-mm. yeah that's interesting because i i thought that too and i think ultimately three men is a stable right yeah. like it can be a stable okay. three men and a manager even you know, like mm-hmm. that type of thing is stable to me because thinking of classic, which I don't, you know, we'll get into guys. I'm sure that are like trios, but I think of them as stables, you know, easy, certain ECW groups and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, not to jump ahead, but like one of the first stables, in my opinion, was a three man group. Um, Talking about fabulous Freebirds. Oh, Freebirds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, to me, there's so many trios that have been like a big deal in mm-hmm. history you know so like i would definitely constitute those as and we'll get to them for sure so you. i won't yeah i will get to them for sure and i won't even say them but like one of the biggest ones ever was three guys to start yep. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah and i, I think billion oh, people but <laughs> you know I, well i was going to ask you that because like um when you have a three-man group but uh, they rotate a member out here and there too, much like the Freebirds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even spoiler, but like the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. they had a couple members in and out. So I guess you have to say they're a stable, right, or a faction. Yeah, sure. But but yeah, I was just curious what uh, constitutes. Yeah, and know, if you disagree, leave it in the comments. But I would say if you polled, you know, ten people, I would say at least nine would say three constitutes like a stable slash faction or whatever yeah yeah 
for sure. Um, but yeah, if you followed any era of wrestling, like you said, Frank, in ECW, if you were an NWA guy, WCW, obviously WWF, even TNA, and now with AEW and Ring of Honor, you go down the list, every major promotion, there's stables that are synonymous with them or factions. And you were always, you know, I feel like you would pick a guy maybe or two. Oh, that guy's going to emerge, right? Like he's going to mm-hmm. be the guy that comes out of that group to be yeah. the singles guy. Um, I wanted to kind of start jump around if we want, but um, yeah. as we do here, like we like to at least try to go a little bit through the years. And uh, I wanted to mention one that right off the bat, and we could talk about it at the end, greatest or best, maybe some I have on a list that I think are the worst too. But um, mm, cool. this one right off the bat, got to be one of the best for everybody and it's it's in the 80s so i think it's it's kind of relevant but the heenan family jump right in with the big ones one of the big guns and this was during the wwf's 80s boom era Mm -hmm. bobby the brain heenan and uh this group man so many members came in and out but but duke who do you think of as like the heenan family if you had to kind of well i don't even I would say like Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Andre the Giant, like that's where my brain goes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there were so many, like you mentioned, um, the Brain Busters, like King Haku. Yeah, I was going to say Haku. So many. I think yeah, of Haku. Can... Yeah, do you? Yeah. So who do you think of, Frank, for the I think Andre, Haku, uh, Perfect. Those are like the guys. And not like necessarily at the same time, you know what I mean? But yeah. like those are the mm-hmm. guys who I think of like – as the dudes really rude um even like orndorf yeah yeah Yeah, you know what i mean for sure how about you john boy i was going to when you say king haku i thought you say king kong bundy because he comes to mind Mm. as well Mm -hmm. always next to bobby but perfect andre even harley race you know like you said though it was so fluid you know like through those years, because like Orndorf was there, he was probably managed by him, what, a year or so, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they're just in and out, you know, and like Harley Race, and, and again, like that was pretty quick too mm-hmm. by the time he got to the WWF. It's funny because the Heenan family, like, I, definitely a stable and all that, but I almost think of it just like he's like, it's like a management team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, it almost has like a different energy it's to us. me mm-hmm. than like some of these other classic stables, which are clearly like three or four guys. And this is the squad, you know, where they right. felt like uh, he's a manager and he just keeps signing free agents. Mm-hmm. And like, if they're sick, they're sick, you know, and yeah, yeah. They, come and, they come and go. But um, yeah, so like, it is interesting because when I was doing like my list, like I saw the Heenan family, I'm like, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I'm like, but does it count? It just feels different to me, but like, yeah. I accept I it. think it counts because like he named it and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I definitely see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's definitely different than like a stable that mm-hmm. was together. Just those guys, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where this yeah. one, it was just like you said, him signing because yeah. I mean, Steve Lombardi was a member of the Heenan family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Terry Taylor was a you know the Red Rooster member of yeah. the Heenan family, etc. So well, like, it's like you saying they never really came out like on stage or in the ring and cut a promo as a group. Like they would a, yeah. occasionally, but they didn't like say Heenan family versus you know the Horsemen. Yeah, right. Or it's mm-hmm. it yep. was very sporadic. But what's interesting, unless it was like Survivor Series or something, and that's yeah. the only time I remember it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because this is something Bobby Heenan carried over from the AWA, Georgia Championship Wrestling, AWA again. 
like he literally started this before the WWF and this was, I guess, something he got to carry over. Uh, so if you look back on it, I mean, in AWA, he had guys like the Blackjacks, Bobby Duncan, Nick Bockwinkle, and then in the NWA even carried it with Ernie Ladd, Ron Bass, and back to WWF. And I just think it's weird because you said Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi, but you would never really mm -hmm. see him next to Andre yeah. as right. like a, you know, a group. But um, yeah. I guess you have to count them, right? Obviously. Uh, for sure. I, I count it. Yeah, for sure. Do you, Duke, do you remember the first family? The first family? Was that Eddie Gilbert? The, yeah, this was... I don't know if Eddie Gilbert was... Yeah, Eddie Gilbert and, and Kamala, King Kong Bundy also in that one. This was a Jimmy Hart group. The first uh, family. No, so there was... There were numerous groups called the first family. Because like... Which version in, do you remember? I remember Eddie Gilbert, uh, Rick Steiner, um, the first family of wrestling. I think it was just Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner, Missy Hyatt. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was like NWA, but I know there's definitely a Jimmy Hart first family for sure. But okay. there was also a first family and that's the one that I know of because that was previous to Jimmy Hart and the WWF, right? Exactly. This was Jimmy Hart in Memphis, and then he actually brought yeah. it back in WCW briefly. Yeah, I didn't see uh, the Memphis stuff. So no, when I saw when I said Heenan family, I was also thinking Jimmy Hart had a first family, which I don't know if one was rip off of the other, but it's just it was the same kind of idea. It was like Jimmy I mean, Hart just had he was a representative for a bunch of guys. Awesome. So it's not like you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um. I also wanted to bring up one from earlier on, and we did talk about these guys before, and we'll we'll jump around, like I said, but I wanted to bring up the, the Dangerous Alliance. Oh, yeah. In WCW. Yeah. Okay, because um, this was led by Paulie at the time, Paulie Dangerously, and this was like an all-star cast of heels, but um, when I look at back of photos of these guys and video, like, I'm sorry, I don't really think Steve Stone Cold, Steve, like Steve Austin at the time, I don't think he was like... He didn't stand out to me that much. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. it's weird. Like he was kind of outshined by Arn and, and, yeah. and rude. Like he looked, I don't know. Do you guys feel well, as we, we kind of talk about Arn's appearance a lot. Like, you know, we say he's always looked like 50 years old, mm -hmm. even when he's like a kid, you know, like, um, but Arn did have charisma. Like okay. as weird as that is like, you know, a bald, you know, kind of heavy set guy. Like he had the it factor. And then when he spoke, people listened. Um no real. And no real. Yeah. And Austin, I did I have always liked Steve Austin from the gate from Texas as soon as I looked at him. But um, you know, guys, it takes a while for guys yeah. to find their thing. And he didn't mm -hmm. find his thing until he was stone cold, you know. Um yeah. Or, you know, in ECW when he kind of, you know, was more himself, I guess. Because he was playing, you got this Texas redneck <laughs> that's right. playing a guy from Hollywood, California, you know. <laughs> so, like, I absolutely get, like, the not seeing it. Also, you're standing next to Ravishing Rick Rude. So, yeah, you know, only, like, one of the best looking and bodies in the business, you know, like. And, like, super respected 
crew of guys he's standing next to. He's like the mm-hmm. most green of the bunch, right? Yes, yeah. like at that time. So, but you definitely think of Austin as the dangerous alliance, though. Like, oh, am for I, sure. Right? Like 100%. Who do you guys think of? I go right to uh, Austin, but I also I yeah. go to Arn and Rude right after him. Arn and Rude, and I go beautiful yeah. Bobby as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what I think of as the Dangerous Alliance. I know they had maybe like a couple of other guys, like Zabisco. Yeah, I mean, you know, but... like you said, Frank. Like he was like the kid, yeah. you know, back then. And like mm-hmm. you got Larry Zabisco, a former AWA World Champion. You got Bobby Eaton, who is still, in my opinion, like ridiculously underrated and mm-hmm. underappreciated for his work rate um you know arn obviously what, what more can you say about that dude and then rick rude who is a former you know wcw international world champion so mm-hmm. like the guy didn't find himself yet you yeah. know but then you throw in you talk um, about those names in my opinion that's five hall of famers no definitely yeah bro and six when you count Pauly. Well, and seven. then Medusa, seven. Yeah, yeah, so, all of them, right? If you that's know, a like, cool ass squad, though, right? Like, can we? Uh, it's severely underrated. Like, yeah, a, and, and it was and... it was quick. So, like, yeah. that's probably yeah, why they don't sure. get the love. And um, it was it's also a it's a cool time in WCW though, because like when Flair wasn't there, it was always kind of interesting because then you would see what else they had to offer. I think, you know, so like guys like that could be pushed up, you know, mm-hmm. which was cool. And before that, um, when Flair bounced, uh, Arn Anderson was actually with Michael Hayes and Bobby Eaton in like a little trio mm. and they weren't named anything, but their thing was like they were you know, parts from all these great teams, parts of the Horsemen, parts of the Freebirds, yeah. and parts of the Midnight Express, which was cool as shit, but it lasted like two seconds and it was yeah. over. That does sound cool. I don't even know about that, but that does sound cool. I saw it on like an old WCW Saturday night. Michael Hayes cuts a promo, which he's mm-hmm. awesome at, and yeah. it's pretty cool. But this was like 91 to 92. That's it, right? Like they were yeah, in WCW. Um, I, I can't remember if it was before or after the Dangerous Alliance. It was probably before though. Okay. That little that little crew, and they didn't even have a name or anything, but it was very cool. Um. Well, the, the Dangerous Alliance, much like most stables, I think were formed for a babyface to not run through, but have as a and it was Sting that they were trying to, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. um, you know, overpower. But yeah, that was very early WCW ninety one ish. Um, if you want to go back and watch some of that stuff or at least you know familiarize yourself with the the members like you guys said they're all hall of famers they all it's like hard to say i didn't see it in steve austin but he's just like rocking the ponytail and he's got like a robe on he just looks like every other Mm -hmm. guy something in that era he he was emulating rick flair exactly he said that you know for sure but it happens the guy you know it we say it all the time you gotta like find yourself and some of these people I mean, Rhea Ripley, look at her. She found mm-hmm. herself already. Yeah. She's a yeah. kid, you know, yeah. like it takes longer for some people. Like, I don't know how Austin, how old Austin was, but he certainly wasn't in his 20s like her, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. some people get it quicker. Yeah. But um, yeah, I wanted to bring up the Dangerous Alliance. And if we're staying in the 90s really quick, um, we could talk about someone near and dear to our hearts. We just mentioned him on our ECW show, but Raven. Raven's mm-hmm. Nest slash slash the flock. 
yeah. um, depending on how you want to refer to it. But this was formed in ECW in 1995 as Raven's Nest. You had Stevie Richards, the Pitbulls, Cactus Jack, kind of a different take on, I guess they were the same as what the flock would be, right? Just like kind of blindly following their leader, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not so we're all grunge guys necessarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean? no. Even though they had that energy, it wasn't like mm-hmm. a gimmick. Yeah. No, but in the in WCW, they officially adopted more like the grunge look. You had obviously you had Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman is the first guy that comes to mind in the flock. What about you guys besides Raven? Definitely. You think mm-hmm. of Kidman? Saturn. Too? Saturn. You know, it might Saturn be Saturn. Yeah, it might yeah. be Saturn. Yeah, but I'm okay. a big Saturn guy. But I was a big flock fan like in my wcw fandom days you know more so than like the nest that was a little more i had to backtrack for that but like uh, raven's flock i loved everything about them sitting in the crowd at the shows being like scumbags you know just looking like degenerates you know just jumping in the ring and jumping people you know like i was all about all that saturn being like kind of like this rabid animal you know like all that stuff i was super into at that time it was also that's why i'm a saturn guy yeah, mm-hmm. I think the presentation of Raven initially was like awesome. Like um the WCW. His first appearance of on Nitro, it's um it ends with like Sting in one corner, Raven in the other, the NWO and like somebody else or something. But it was like That's huge, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then dude. they just went away from it. You well, know, Bischoff like, was not a fan, admittedly, of this, even though it lasted a little while. Of Raven? Yeah, did not like Raven's oh, okay. character. He thought he was, well, to quote him, he said it was miserable. Why would I want to invest in a guy whose whole gimmick is like being depressed? Blah, blah, blah. Well, and it's just like... Because, mm. it's real. man, bro. this is where I I think Bischoff had some really good ideas. Me too. And then other times I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot. And here's one where you're a fucking idiot because Mm -hmm. there are kids that are miserable and deal with depression and don't want to conform to society. Mm -hmm. You fucking dope. You didn't get them. (laughs) He didn't get it. That's no, he didn't. That says it all. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, not to go on a Bischoff tangent, but I literally just yesterday was kind of like being a Bischoff hater Mm -hmm. because it was like, bro. You stole a, a a Japanese idea, and you're lucky it popped off in the United States as well with the NWO. Mm-hmm. And you're lucky that Goldberg fell into your lap. You know what I mean? And it's like those two big things carried WCW for several years. I give them credit for bringing in the cruiserweights and letting yeah. some of these guys. But you know, they were really afterthoughts on the show and the grand scheme yeah. of the show. You know, this is like I give them credit for things, but like the more because because that Goldberg and Punk idea for AEW or whatever he said, like it made me really start. Going back and thinking about oh, Bischoff, like, punk you're kind of a oh, goon. Right. Yeah. I was like, you're yeah. kind of a goon, no. you know. When he went to eat TNA with Hogan, that was a disaster yeah. as well, yep. right? So I was like, I'm, I sort of like, I like the character, even though he was annoying in WCW. I think him as a character is fine because even in WWE back, you know, in those days when he was just the character Eric Bischoff, I thought he was fine. But I started to think like, I don't know if you're the idea man that you think you are. Well, you're a WCW <laughs> no. fan. I am. Like, yeah. and through. So I would think you would like kind of show some love for like yeah, some bias listen, for Bischoff. I like, uh, yeah, I like the time. I love the stuff. You know what I mean? But like when you, when I really go and I'm like, a lot of that success was like, you, you like, he like stumbled into it that Eddie mm-hmm. Guerrero and all these Ben Benoit's and Rey Mysterio were so, you know what I mean? Like money that you just, 
you just any it didn't matter what they did it was going to be entertaining for the fans you know and then like like i said goldberg was you know one of those once in a million generational type of guys you know and you got him but like once you he couldn't do the streak he didn't know how to book goldberg and he's telling people well, my counter my counterpoint would be my devil's advocate would be 25 years from now if we're doing the show i'm sure we will mm-hmm. be but we yeah. could probably pick apart tony khan oh sure you know what i mean like we could yeah, we, sure because i feel like if he had punk come into his lap that's a hell of a thing and moxley being unhappy that's a good thing he hasn't booked wardlow the best like it hasn't it's been great for AEW for sure like he's killing it but I don't know. I mean, I guess Bischoff, you're saying like other than Goldberg and the NWO, you don't think he could have probably made WCW like super successful, right? Yeah, like I think if those two things, those two, you know, these generational factions and wrestlers don't kind of work out for him, like I don't know that WCW even makes it to 2001. You know what I mean? That type. Yeah, that's sure. like when I that's... think about that you know yeah, i mean that's that's super fair to say mm-hmm. because the nwo i mean took that company to to another its level, highest yeah. peaks you know yeah. but we won't talk about this off too yeah, long yeah, but my <laughs> no no but no um we're talking about wcw the flock you know this was the time yeah. that he was running it my thing about bischoff that i don't like is when people you can shit on him right mm-hmm. like he, he wcw went down that's fine but it also was at the top for a long mm-hmm. time. And he mm-hmm. was the reason yeah, for that. He was in charge. You yeah. know, like, like it or not. And yeah. I, you know, the victor, you know, re-envisions history. And yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE likes to say that, oh, well, Bischoff's still talent. It's like, yeah, okay. That's the business. Vince, Vince that's the business. didn't do that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. As much as I would say, like to say he didn't, I'm watching yeah. all the old Mid-South stuff. It's, every, it's a who's who of yeah. WWF 80s. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, and yeah, to exactly. his credit, we talked about it before. He put a little shine on them. Mm-hmm. He made it, you know, he made them look presentable. Like he made them like, look at Jake in Mid-South and look at him in WWF. Exactly. Like it's night and day. Ted DiBiase. You know, presentation, sure. Like it's everything. But like at the same time, like Bischoff does re- deserve, you know, some credit too. That's yeah, all. I really like yeah. Bischoff, uh, but I, I do I do think he's his some of his ideas are pure garbage, like absolutely uh, trash. The Goldberg Punk yeah. thing he pitched, I just shake my head. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's, that's, that's another moment. Like you don't get what those fans right. want, right? Yep. Like yeah. yeah, like that AEW crowd does not want that. Nope. Like you know, um, just the last thing about like that moment. Uh, and I'm st- and I stole this from the what culture guy wrestling guys. It was one of their ideas, and this is before this past this recent dynamite. But they said if you want to bring Goldberg into AEW, they're like bring him in, have him give him a match with Powerhouse Hobbs where he puts Hobbs over. You know what I mean? And I was like, I can get behind that match. Or Warlow wants to come. Yeah, or Warlow now. Or, that's what I'm saying. Or but like their idea was Hobbs be Warlow's guy. Just yeah, that'd like be cool Darby too. and Sting, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd be like that. But that like dude that. has no business. Listen, respect the Goldberg, right? Mm-hmm. Like, guys should not wrestle anymore. No, no, no. He no, must yeah. fucking killed the Undertaker. Like, mm-hmm. stop it. Mm-hmm. Bischoff's a dope for saying that. That's <laughs> like you <laughs> meant, like you said, like you don't get it, bro. Like, that's yeah, not yeah. what AEW yeah. would lose their minds if, like, all right, let's say, um. Who did he say Goldberg should fight? CM Punk. Punk. CM Punk. All right. So about, all in. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they get Will Ospreay against CM Punk. What What is the AEW crowd going to yeah, want more? The AEW you know, like, crowd. Yeah. yeah. Come on. 
And I'm they're a nostalgic guy. That just does nothing for me. Yeah, no, for sure. no, nothing but for sure. they're they're different crowds, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we've talked about other guys like going to AEW and stuff like Jay White. He's mm-hmm. in the right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think. That's well, where he should be. Let me, let me, while we're on the Bischoff and WCW talk, let me shift it. And real quick, sorry to close it out on the flock. Some of these members, because I didn't mean to, you know, go away no, from yeah, them by right. bringing up Bischoff, but Stevie Richards, Ravens lackey from ECW, that was natural, sure. right? Yeah. Um, Canyon, which was a, that turned yeah. into a cool little thing, right? Yeah, Canyon. I like mm-hmm. Canyon. Yeah. Yep. That was yep. fun. Um, it got ridiculous when you had like Lodi and Reese. Reese, yeah. Reese is what I think of as the most ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't big, really, I didn't. such a big goof. I yeah. didn't hate Reese. Yeah, he bugged me. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like he won anything. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He was a big boy, man. Huge. He was, he was a big dude. Like ben gigantic. Law chopped his ass right down. <laughs> you had a uh, sick boy, that. Scotty Riggs. Yeah, sick boy. Sick boy the... sucked. Yeah. How about dude, the most obscure version uh, member of the flock? Horace. Right, Horace, think. I was going to say. Yeah. Horace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I knew Horace. He was recruited, I guess, because, you know, he was Hogan's nephew. But um, Raven was attempting to use him to get close to Hogan. It was like a whole thing. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up, them, that whole stable, that flock up, because um, it was cool, like you said, Duke, the way they would kind of sit in the uh, audience. They were definitely cool, and they were definitely relevant at that time. Mm -hmm. Like, we can all think of memorable moments with them, for Mm -hmm. sure. You Mm -hmm. know, like. They made a mark, man. Like, they really did. Absolutely. He did, and if they were a team today, I think they'd be uber popular. You know Me what I mean? Too. It was it mm-hmm. was kind of like just because the crowd and like the music and all that stuff and that energy that they you know produce was like I feel like you know that kind of like that it resonates with the fans even more nowadays. You know, and like yeah, I think they'd be like a top team. You know, like I could see them winning like a trios belt in AEW or something mm-hmm. like that. You know. I'm with you. And it's funny because this was also something that was a very short lived thing. It was uh, August of 97. It was, it kind of started. And in September of 98, Saturn and Raven fought. And it was like Saturn won and basically disbanded the flock. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a yeah. year, you know? And then you think about other stables we're going to talk about that lasted so long. Um, I want to talk about another WCW uh, related stable that spawned into sort of a WWF one. This is like kind of a forgotten one, but I want to mention it because um, it turned into something cooler than it was. Revolution, which became mm. sort of like the Radicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in Minus 19... the franchise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 1999, it was Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, who we just mentioned, Dean Malenko, and Shane Douglas. And they mm-hmm. promised to shake things up as Revol- the Revolution. This was a heel faction, WCW. But by early 2000... Uh, I think they joined. Did they join up with Eddie Guerrero at, on in WCW TV? I don't know if he was part of like the WCW faction. No, I wish he I was. Did. He was in the Filthy Animals at that time. Okay, yeah. so when they showed up in WWF as the Radicals, it was essentially the same thing minus Shane plus Eddie, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was basically guys that were sick of not getting anything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. in the wcw and they bounced and, and i mean their sense. first night they made a bigger splash probably than they ever had in the business yeah i'd say it's funny though because like i just saw something about benoit recently how he won the world title i think it was from sid 
Yep. Went, went to the back and I think he told Arn Anderson, he gave him the belt and he's like, I don't want this, you know, yeah, something it's a joke. Whole story like that. Yeah. Like yeah, he quit. He quit. And I, I, like, I just, I wonder what's all the complaining about. You finally get the prize and then you. Cause it anyway. was too little, too late. Too little, too late. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. getting buried. He's losing the like, listen, man, all due respect to like fucking fit Finley. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man, and and Kevin Sullivan, mm-hmm. and pick a guy that he was getting beaten by because yeah. Kevin Sullivan didn't like that he stole his chick. You yeah. know, like hey, which let's just call a fucking. Spade it's a understandable spade, to have that kind of heat, but sure, you, know, you got to do business right, do what's right for business. You can't get emotional. Well, and like, I, think... I love Fit Finley, but Benoit at that time was a yeah. world title guy. Exactly, you know, it's like, come on. yeah. He couldn't win the TV title. He's losing the yeah. Booker T and Fit Finley. And then, you know, fast forward, he beats Shawn Michaels and Triple H, two of the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. come on, man. Wow. Like, what a change. Yeah. 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 Well, also Shane Douglas, uh, I've re- I've read something where he was kind of hurt or, yeah. you know, that, do you know about this, Frank? No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he kind of thought they were all going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, they're like, peace out, dog. And he, he, he you know, he got stuck. Well, I'm sure the WWE behind. didn't want him, you know. Like, no, exactly. that's the they thing. They, first. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, he had heat. He had heat yeah. everywhere he went, really. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, you can't, you know. And, like, as a fan, would I have been mad if Shane Douglas, like, if that was the crew? No, because he, he was cool enough to me, you know, and those yeah. other guys were way cooler. But if you're asking me, hey, it's either Shane Douglas or Eddie Guerrero, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, peace out. It's like, peace right. out, Shane. Sorry. You right. know? He would have been, um, I, I all due respect to Eddie, but I yeah. think he would have been a really, really good, strong voice for them, though, like yep. as a promo yeah. guy in, yeah, in yeah. WWF. You no, know? for sure. Yeah. Because Eddie was probably the best talker, though, right? He's, would you say? Dean, yeah, Saturn, I mean, Benoit. Saturn, Dean, and Benoit, yeah. I think yeah, Benoit I mean, could do are, it under duress. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. So Shane could have been, even if he took a manager role. But I'm sure Vince saw that. He's like, you can all come, but Shane stays, no, right? for sure. Yeah. That's too and you bad, know what, you though, know? man? I'm sure that kind of sucked. Yeah, no, for sure. It hurts his heart. You know, yeah. he really was done after that, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Like, yep. he didn't have any really meaningful stuff post that exchange. But uh, I could also see Shane Douglas, you know, talking them into a burial in WWE <laughs> as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it goes both ways. Like yeah. maybe he shines, maybe he just gets them all. Well, fucking- I 100% okay. believe that, you know, he said that the click kind of shit on his whole WWE. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I 100% believe that. Mm-hmm. Shame. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Um, Staying within that little era there, if we can really quick. Once again, we're floating around some some uh, faction stables. Let us know in the comments if you have some favorites, some of the best, some of the worst. But I want to talk to you guys about one that's also, I don't know if we can call it a stable or I'll see what you guys think. But this one, we haven't really talked about a lot. Um, the WCW buyout by, by Vince and then what became the alliance, which was ECW and WCW during the invasion mm. angle of 2001. Um, it's not some people's favorite storyline for me. It's got some highs and lows. We're going to revisit it eventually on here and talk about the uh, invasion, but the Alliance, are they a faction? What do you think? It's like a ton mm. of guys. It's so funny. Cause so I, many guys. I yeah. do think it's a faction. And I think I just 
kind of like clicked on what I call faction, like a bigger stable, I think is what <laughs> okay. I think of. Yeah, maybe. When yeah, I army. think of like, like, yeah. yeah, like that's a faction to me. I, yeah. I believe that the Alliance is a faction. Yeah. All um, right. Well, well, if you do, then why don't you name all the members in order? So. Name them all. Uh, <laughs> you have, we're going to take a commercial break. I'm going to start a <laughs> list and it's going to be like Chris Jericho naming the 1004 holes. Oh, that's so how long it would take me just as long as I you get to this. um kaz hayashi and johnny stamboli they were in the alliance so make sure you include Dude, kaz I, hayashi, I don't even remember him being in the alliance i'll be honest me neither i do think it was super cool when it was wcw and they were about to attack the wwf and then the ecw guys came in who were still wwf and they turned on them Amazing. and they joined it, that yeah, was yeah. so cool dude. started out so good right that yeah, was so cool. i i thought that was super cool that blew my mind i thought like, yeah it makes sense too right yeah the yeah. two guys Very that got creative. put out of the business yeah it's like yeah and then of course you know they had to throw the mcmahon's in because uh, of course why not like, bro that oh, ruined man. they it. can't that help them it. they can't help themselves dude it's so funny Paul Lee controlling ecw that make that doesn't make sense. Well, yo, I want to Stephanie in here. I want to actually good call, shit. call out um good old JR real quick, who I love near and dear to my heart as I get older. I appreciate and respect JR, but he admits that um he botched a call with Bischoff, who we just talked about. He Bischoff was ready to come in and lead the WCW alliance. Mm. And JR, so Vince told JR, call Bischoff. Let's see if we can get him in here. And Bischoff uh, Vin, uh, JR called Bischoff and uh basically kind of like half-assed the uh, call. He said he was out to sabotage the deal, more or less. He wasn't a fan mm. of Bischoff. Uh, kind of kind of put a, a like a low-key kibosh on the deal by telling Bischoff, like, ah, we don't really know how we're going to use you yet. Can you be a TV? And just kind of like no uh, sold no, Kind of no, no sold him. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. And uh, That's anyways, a bummer, man. Just think about how that would have worked with Bischoff. Dude, imagine if you had Paulie and Eric Bischoff leading the alliance. You know what, though? That says a lot about Jr owning up to that yeah you know what i mean like good for yeah. him for like because listen man, the yeah. yeah we all do dumb shit and mm -hmm. like when you learn from it and mature and own up to it that's a big thing so yeah. jr i i love jr old school i i don't think he has any place on tv anymore yeah. but obviously you know well respect. what do you think about a, that though he's a with, legend with the bischoff led wcw would that have been cool sure i mean we could talk for five hours we about will probably how they they botched you know this, yeah. yeah like i there's certain things i think is cool from the alliance like there's stuff that i enjoyed for sure but overall yeah well I you mean, said it that mcmahon's getting involved yes yeah, of course what brutal. Made it, that's yeah they that's can't help themselves brutal yeah you know because we had guys like um and i honestly personally like i liked it that the alliance was ecw and wcw but i just i think i was just ready to see wcw and wwf go yeah. at it finally like then mm -hmm. mixing in ecw felt um cool for five minutes and then it was like all right well ecw they almost had to deep. though because they didn't the have WCW. the star power that's a good point you know like wcw like goldberg scott steiner sting, sting. like all the biggest names NWO at that time guys, yeah. yeah like they didn't even have rick flair no yet or ray mysterio no. flair hogan yeah. paul nash nothing it's true that's like yeah. the biggest issue with the whole invasion, and then it turned into yeah. this. They needed some of that ECW star power, like you said, you know, just to push them over the top. 
it's a shame because that invasion that could have been the coolest shit in yep, wrestling. It's like been. what we dream of, right? Like a WWE versus AEW super show. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and they had it in the palm of their hands, and Stephanie. It's a hard thing to book, right? But you, <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't have that much trouble booking. Yeah. Like you shouldn't mess it up that bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Because like it is a hard thing to book. Like how are you going to do this? You know how are you going to make someone uh, eventually evaporate and and disband? It's weird to just book a company versus a company, but um, we, we all love Lance Storm, but like when you have him and Booker T as your like sort of, you know, your two guys, guys yeah, it's like eh, yep. and then so and then they eventually put Stone Cold with them and Kurt Angle, and then before mm-hmm. you know it, it makes no sense at that point. Yeah, yep. You know, why as don't you most, guys? Yeah, as most factions or stables usually go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Honestly, <clears throat> why don't you guys uh, throw me a couple stables? Cause I've been throwing them out. What do you guys got on some of the uh, memorable factions or stables in history? Well, I want to point out this one cause it's relevant at the moment. And it was, uh, it, and it's funny cause people, cause people are like acting like it's the, it was always the coolest shit ever. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's the LWO. Yep. And it's like, I've always had a soft spot for the LWO, obviously. Um, want want them to be way cooler than what they actually were you know mm-hmm. and like now recently wb's brought them back brought this like you know ray mysterio in this current version of the lwo which i'm glad it's cool people are kind of ex- happy about it in a way which it was funny because they didn't give a shit when the lwo was actually a team without mm-hmm. with eddie guerrero and stuff i guess it's because eddie guerrero was really it you know it's, for it's them nostalgia yeah, what is it what is it for you guy. that makes you um is it the fact that like the members besides Eddie weren't all that? Yeah, strong? you know, because like besides the guys like Psychosis or La Parca, you know what I mean? Like there wasn't, and like La Parca not even there very long, if I recall correctly. You know what I mean? Like I like well, they took guys, all the Latino wrestlers. Yeah, they took all the Latino. All yeah, in, and right? then, you know El Dandy or who are you to question El Dandy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Or Silver King, like who? Silver King, is cool as hell. Silver King, I, I love think, Silver yeah, King. Yeah, I think Silver King is cool. But did you he know, ever? Did he ever upgrade to Golden King? Golden yeah. King didn't happen. He didn't, didn't happen. Rest he in peace, though, right? Silver King, yeah. Silver King. Yeah, I fucked Damien. You had um, yeah, it's Damien. Just like all those guys just weren't super hitting cool. Them. Yeah, exactly. Damien was super cool, just not in mm-hmm. WCW. They didn't have WCW. I think they had like a bad it, like optics for like the average Joe fan when you're seeing El Dandy and Damien, who was like, no offense, he was a weird looking dude, you know, and like these guys, Silver King was nothing special to look at. It's just not exciting. You know what I mean? Like for the average Joe, it's cool for me. It was like, oh, there's a Latino world order. That's sick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I want to think they would have been better either. off with um just like Eddie, Psychosis, La Parca and Ray, like the the core. Yeah. Ones. Or even. Give me somebody like Conan. You know what well, I mean? Who's like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, who they is took also, him to the Wolf Pack though? Yeah, that was... exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, give me something that just like adds a little star <clears throat> power and also diversifies the Latino world order. And it's not just Mexican world order, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it would have worked better, but obviously, and it, it didn't last very long in WCW. And you know, it's a shame. I think Eddie gets hurt early you know and like you said it's relevant now because they just reintroduced it mm-hmm. well we just talked about bischoff and this actually all started because of eddie g and bischoff's real life conflict that was mm-hmm. over contract and just the same stuff we're talking about not being used properly and legend has it that um 
the idea for the LWO was from Bischoff's right hand man. You guys know who Jason Hervey is. Do you know who that is? <laughs> from mm-hmm. the Wonder Years. Yeah, the Wonder oh, Years. You nice gotta watch. You gotta watch some old school WCW when this fucking kid was on. <laughs> Good grief, man. Well, this Jason guy, Herb. Jason Herbridge, he was the um the older brother in the Wonder Years. Great show. <laughs> but um, he's, for whatever reason, Bischoff's right-hand man. He's a pr- production oh partner. Oh, I've seen this guy's face for sure. Dated yeah, Missy yeah. Hyatt. Did oh, he? Wow. By the way. So he's like yeah. a real wrestling guy, huh? Nerd. It's yep. <laughs> funny. Interesting. But y- they say that the stable was originally supposed to revolve around Conan, but they put him in the, in the wolf pack. And then mm. we were debating, and I guess it's just I couldn't remember, Ray Mysterio, like, why is he the LWO now? Or like, why is he the backbone? But he was a member briefly. I didn't, I yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah. He, he was. was like... Remember Eddie made him, Eddie made him a member. Cause he like beat him in a match and he gave mm-hmm. him like a super big shirt to wear and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but then eventually at the end, he started to embrace it. Yeah. He started to embrace it. Right. And they, outs- yep. and this led to an outsiders thing. Cause he was kind of uh, defending the LWO's honors. Yeah, I, remember I when... also, think that they're doing a show in puerto rico yes and i don't think there's any (laughs) coincidence about this oh but i might get my i I might finally get my puerto rican they actually made it already oh cool i'm going yeah i saw um did they really i saw like an ad or something and it had the puerto rican colors i met the sex to two yeah 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 yeah, sick well you got your wish bro because i could just never wear that you probably haven't bought a shirt from wwe in (laughs) for real 30 years and now you have to buy this one yeah Yeah. like i always say like i never got an lwo shirt just because it's like a puerto rican you know i just couldn't ever have a rock a mexican flag you know no offense to them it's fine and now i say i date a mexican girl so now i get an excuse but if they have a puerto rican one that's that's what i'm getting (laughs) get get her the mexican one yeah exactly um well selena can i get one because you're dating a mexican girl does that work sure sure Mm. you're uh honorary honorary (laughs) ooze exactly (laughs) so um yeah, the LWO is back in WWE, and they've been, I guess, re- what would you call it? resurrected by Rey right. uh, Mysterio. I, by the way, fucking Santos Escobar is one of my favorite dudes in that company. I just yeah. want to reiterate once again how mm-hmm. awesome that dude is, and I really, really, really hope they do something with him. Yeah, I that think Santos Escobar. everything, man. Mm-hmm. He really does. He's the reason I think it makes me like happy to see the LWO back, you know, because like yeah. Ray Ray, obviously that's great, but and the rest of the members cool, you know, but Santos Escobar rocking. The I'm shirt, not a it, fan of uh, makes me feel good about whatever him. his name is now, DJ Z or Z. Joaquin Wild. Joaquin, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of that dude. Nah. Well, what's the other guy is like a solid little, you know, worker. Mm-hmm. He was in NXT, and good for him. They gave him something to do here because yeah. like, he was very plain in NXT. But mm. Santos, I think, is special, man. Well, when people and they really have dudes that they can make LWO cool if they oh, want, yeah. if they want it to be a real faction that yeah. matters and stuff. Like you have some guys that they're signing, even some a couple guys in NXT. You know what I mean? That like that could be a cool squad if you actually care. <laughs> yep. And they need that mouthpiece too. That's what yeah. you, they gotta have somebody. Santos can talk. He's pretty good. Yeah, he is pretty good. It's interesting when people say they see him as like a future star. The guy's thirty eight years old. So 
I oh, mean, he's that old. I never now. realized yeah. that. Yeah, I never realized that. I mean, because he, he had that whole career under the mask. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, about to be true. he's about to be thirty nine in six days. Actually, yeah. So. I mean, he speaks good English. Like, I don't yeah. know what the 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 holdup is. Like, the guy can cut promos. He's good in the ring. He's not just spots. Like, he's a mm-hmm. good. Like, he tells stories. Like, I like his facial expressions too. He's, he's got like, everything. Uh, dude. He's pretty good. Yeah, because yeah, that's a, he's a star. A rare guy who loses the mask and it doesn't necessarily tank them. Yep. I mean, you could debate whether or not WWE has done enough with him, but it, it didn't make him feel corny. Like I like him better this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like that yeah. mask was cool though, as I yeah, look it at it. That's mm-hmm. a pretty cool mask he had. Um yeah, and he so, still wears it to the ring and just takes it off. Yeah. Right. So uh Duke. Frank threw out the LWO. Who, throw me a stable or a faction that you'd uh, want to bring up in the... Uh, I'm going to throw out a kind of obscure one. See if okay. you guys even know or heard of this. This was... I thought you were going to mention this earlier when you were talking about the Dangerous Alliance because they were attacking Sting. But Sting actually had a stable in WCW oh. that were known as... The dudes, dudes with, with attitudes. attitudes. That's funny. That is, yeah. and it was the most random group ever. It El was Gigante, like Sting, Paul Orndorff, Junkyard Dog was there. Elegante. Yeah. It was kind of a weird like group of Lex characters. Luger. Steiners were around, yeah, like at that time. But also, uh, Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash would then steal their name. <laughs> But they put an but S they on would it. Call them, well, they would call them the two dudes with attitudes. Uh, <laughs> yes. As opposed and, to the dudes with attitudes. Well, no, the Sting group didn't have an S on it. It was just dudes with attitude. They didn't oh, have, is that what it was? They didn't have multiple attitudes. Oh, yeah, dudes with attitude. Yeah, you're right. Yep. They, didn't, they didn't have multiple attitudes. But yeah, you're and right. They, they would say, you know what this means? Diddly squat. <laughs> they would do this upside down. <laughs> so cool. But yeah. But that was Except to counter uh, the horsemen. Right. Yep. Yeah. Dudes it was that um yeah in the nineties probably. Oof, it had to be. I don't know the year. I I don't know, and I don't want to. I would guess nineteen ninety. Yeah, I think it's nineteen ninety. That seems right around that time, like before Flair left, probably nineteen ninety. But it was um, cool. That's when, you, when you said JYD, that's the only thing that made me even remember it because i remember being like this is really random you know what i mean watching old wcw you know what i mean junkyard dog actually had a world heavyweight title shot against rick flair on a clash of the champions around that time that's cool wow well staying with the 90s um i'm gonna mention this is three stables because (laughs) they are all related for better or worse one of them i consider I personally consider one of the cooler stables in WWF history. The other two, it's debatable. Um, so let's start with the Ministry of Darkness, okay. which would be Undertaker, who turning heel in 1998, got the new look, reunited with Paul Bearer, assembled <laughs> the Ministry of Darkness, which, man, I think Taker's so <laughs> cool. One of the cool, in my opinion, one of the coolest. But the, his taste in friends or allies it's like bro you got midian you got viscera you those got... are the only two i have a problem with to be honest okay fair you know because i think farouk and bradshaw like acolytes 
they were cool. You know what I mean? But like, didn't I, JBL or didn't Bradshaw just be like he was still that Texas boy to me? You know, like I, I get maybe to you, but like I didn't get that vibe okay, because okay. I was young, I was younger. You know what I mean? So like I saw Bradshaw, but like when I saw him, remember they had like tattoos or whatever yeah the stuff on their chest chest, you know Mm -hmm. and it's like when i i remember seeing them guys like on like it had to be like one of the saturday like early shows you know what i mean like velocity or something like that because i didn't have cable and i remember seeing them they just came out and smashed dudes and for Mm -hmm. way cool you know what i mean like because he was always in great shape for rook you know and like he looked such like such and like they were just like murdering dudes at first i was like i was instantly like damn these dudes are cool and then and then the brood, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. the brood was super cool to join. Mm-hmm. It made sense with Taker, you know, it felt they like stacked all that. the deck with the brood. They yeah. put in the brood in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing, um, like you mentioned, JBL was like the Texan or whatever. But if you remember, they changed their appearance. JBL dyed his hair like jet black, yes, mm-hmm. dyed his goatee, yeah, Baruch exactly. grew a goatee. Mm-hmm. They wore the armbands that's the like you mentioned, like the drawing on their chest or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah like so yeah i'm i'm with you i thought they were fucking really cool and they kind of did like the road warrior thing where they would come in and just smash dudes Mm -hmm. like you mentioned i was just telling frank how they different smashed public enemy on one of those raws oh that was brutal man it was the one of the worst yeah they stiffed them for sure yeah took some liberties there and and honestly it's hard to watch because um yeah, unprotected chair shots. Not, yep. not, not. They the took best. it like champs, though. Public they enemy. did. Yeah, you know, like they yep. just took it. You didn't see them fight back or anything. They just did yep. the job. You know. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it it was interesting though to see Taker leading a group officially because um he always had like the creatures of the night, which he would talk about, which were like <laughs> yeah. fans. But now he had a group, and this group was they were cool looking. I personally, mm-hmm. when Taker would come out in this big cloak. And he would cut these promos. I mean, some of it was like off the wall. He was like speaking in tongues. He was doing some. He's he kind of embraced the the the, the satanic side. It was it was off the wall, but it was like a different taker. And talk about reinventing himself. It was that's one of my favorite versions, honestly, of the take. Yeah. It was very 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 different, very creative. And um, yeah, the group was interesting. I remember if it was Sunday Night Heat or it was the night of the Royal Rumble '99. I want to say, and they had like Sunday Night Heat. And I think they had like some a battle royal or something to get into the rumble. And something happened where like the lights went out and they 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 abducted Mabel at the time and turned him into mm. like viscera. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and it was just oh, I yeah, forgot that, was, that cool. was his origin story. Yeah. yeah, I forgot that was his origin story. Yeah. They was, did did they do that to Midian too? I believe so, right? Yeah, they I think they did. Initiate you somehow. Yeah. You to the dark I think side. That's cool. We have so many. Um, I mean, I know. You'll mention one later in AEW. Well, hold on, because you said you had like one that was three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna mention like these dark side stables. Like, there's so many of them, and one mm-hmm. currently in AEW, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But oh, okay. I, I want to do. I want to talk about the other um, group yeah, here. I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. Where am I going, Frank? Corporation. Yes. Yeah. The corporate ministry. Well, first the corporation, <laughs> you know, and then. We'll get to it, but they combine forces. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about how they got to the to, to the finish line with yeah, combining exactly. forces. But let's talk about the corporation first, though. That's the one I was saying is one of the coolest, in my opinion, because I was all about corporate rock. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, you, yeah. Frank. You were a young blood, but did you like corporate rock? I did. You know, like I was cheering against them. You know what I mean? But like, but when I would go to like to the house shows or whatever, I'd still pop for them. You know what I mean? Like I like 
to me, that's like when The Rock reached next level. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think of that time with him with Vince. So, yeah, I, I'm very high on the corporate. I'm very high on both of these teams separately. Well, mm-hmm. the, the corporation, <laughs> uh, the Deadly Game Survivor Series, it was like when Vince and Rock swerved everyone. Rock became mm-hmm. a heel, even though he's white hot as baby face. But mm-hmm. then you were seeing like Vince coming off the screw job and all that, like showing his power, quote unquote, yeah. on screen. And he got these guys together as a on-screen corporation. Like he was, you know, he was putting himself out there with The Rock, Kane as the big, you know, corporate monster uh Damn. big boss man who returned after so yep. long which was cool yep. ken shamrock cool ass um assassin on the group yep. and eventually you know you include the stooges which we I talked know, about shame. last week duke patterson and briscoe which is ridiculous but shame that they called stooges like a lot of people only know them as stooges mm-hmm. when i say the word stooge just talking about people they pop in my brain you know what i mean like when i'm talking <laughs> you know if i say that like, jericho is a stooge you know what i mean like i think of patterson and briscoe that is a shame yep and uh triple h would be in and out of there anyway the corporation was one and they were all just out to kill stone cold that was the whole deal you know they were out to get get austin and then you had the the, the ministry and eventually duke we put them together and formed the corporate ministry by revealing the higher power which, oh my goodness there was Talk for anyone that doesn't niggas. know about this higher power that was pro is that fair to say that was the most disappointing surprise in the history of wrestling there's been yeah. some big ones bro there have been a lot but like i that remember the speculation was running wild but it's some Shawn of the rumors Michaels, were brother. ridiculous though you yeah, guys remember right. the one rumor uh-uh, i don't know mike tyson was the higher power oh, okay. oh dude i did not hear that jeez like you know um but uh was it were the there any wrestlers rumor because i feel like there was a Shawn michaels christopher Shawn michaels. daniels yeah christopher daniels was a legit oh yeah rumor. i remember that oh one. that yeah. is right yeah. that's who i was yep. thinking when i said a wrestler because i was like who is that yeah yeah and he confirmed that how to about be true. that how about that and we would see dude, him with a pwi 500 and shit and be like oh this dude's yeah, kind of yeah. cool looking well you he know? was on um wcw 90 yeah. around 99 yeah he was he was Oh, well, maybe that was later. No. Yeah, well, yeah not, because not, in 98, yeah, he was, was doing like, the end. he was doing like, uh, like dark matches with WWE. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, in those days. Was he still have, did he still have hair back then or no? Was he shaved? Yeah, he okay. did. As, as, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. He had that little tattoo. He did. So he definitely it, had hair. Yeah. It, it would have been, I mean, he would have been, you know, the smaller guy next to these. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I mean, he could have been the, ma- I don't know, the manager, but he was a good I worker. See, but like, I don't know. Know who I could have seen as like the spokesperson is Don Callis. Oh yeah, oh, that'd yeah, be yeah. cool. That'd be the real because cool. like I I like the Jackal. Yeah, they just like bailed on that. He like, couldn't get quick. heat though, bro. Like no offense to him, but I don't feel like I don't. He... I feel like nobody got what he was trying to do. Doing, yeah, I feel like he was kind of like too smart for mm-hmm. the crowd. Honestly, dude, you know, dude, like, I because I hated him in ECW, mm-hmm. but when I watch that stuff now. He like he gets me, you know what I mean? And I'm like, listen yep. to him, you know what I mean? As Cyrus. Like yep. I say, I'm like, oh, but like Cyrus it's kind of like in the know. Like you said, he's like too in the you had to be in the know to maybe yep. get what he was doing. Like and- he would come out and he would like look at the crowd or the camera all crazy and he had like the jewel in his head. Mm-hmm. Like I really do think that he was like too smart yeah. for the crowd, honestly. What's funny is with the corporate ministry, they literally merged the two theme songs and like <laughs> yeah. 
made them. <laughs> was, oh man, it was funny. It was horrible, actually. I, 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 <laughs> I, I wanted to like it, you know, because at the WWF yeah. the '99, yeah, I'm they, like, they blew that man. I wanted to like, and it, then, yeah. like you said, like the cool ass brood, who's mm-hmm. awesome. Let's just throw them in there too. Do you guys remember um, how they got kicked out of them? I mean, this is super obscure, but I always remember it because uh, they kind of like. I think it was Shamrock kind of um, cornered Christian or something like that outside the rink. Something happened where Stephanie McMahon was abducted. And um, basically Christian was the one that like tattled on where she was. Like she's in the basement. Or she's oh in the yeah, room. that's right. That's yeah. Funny. And he like, he, he stooged out where Stephanie McMahon was. I, anyway, the whole thing yeah. with the corporate ministry was remember when they had like abducted Stephanie, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And we saw Vince like crying for her, mm-hmm. like holding the teddy bear all this ridiculous shit and then it turns out he's the one that like abducted her yeah 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 like what I sense does that make and like wasn't the undertaker gonna marry her or something or yeah he was gonna sacrifice that was, her. that like, was the what? sacrifice her. that was the intro to oh, stephanie okay. on tv wasn't it yeah it was, I just, yeah. It was. she it was all make innocent, any innocent sense. sweet stephanie yeah that like look so young back then like yeah. why would why would vince have his daughter abducted I think he rationalized it by saying it was all to play head games with Stone Cold, you know? Of course. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Beyond all that, like, storyline logic, he just took the two most opposite of the tracks type type of teams. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have anything in common. You know what I mean? Other than I guess they don't like Stone Cold. You know what I mean? But, like, to join forces, it's like, dude, you have a squad. You're the Ministry of Darkness. You have a squad. You're the corporation. You can't take down Austin, whatever. That's when you get into the logic of like wrestling, like in general, like wouldn't events have been just been better off like firing Stone Cold and just (laughs) like going to court and paying lawsuits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, If you really (laughs) break the contract, yeah. Let's talk about um real quick. I want to throw this in there since it's kind of relevant. The Million Dollar Corporation. A little earlier Mm -hmm. on, it was like ninety four, but this was Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. He had a Million Dollar Corporation before Vince had his corporation. This was another random group of fucking misfits. That I yeah. personally think should have been way cooler than mm-hmm. it was. Because the Million Dollar Man is just cool as ice. And then you had a heel Tatanka. Naturally, IRS mm-hmm. was in the group because that's Million Dollar Man's boy. But then you throw in Nikolai Volkov wearing terrible ring gear. They threw a dollar <laughs> sign on his gear. A cent sign. A cent sign. My bad. <laughs> which is great. Bam Bam Bigelow, which didn't fit in. And King Kong Bundy, which I guess he, you know, he would have did a... Uh, anything i guess around this era because he did get to work with taker yeah eventually one two three kid sid was in there sid, briefly yeah. and then the ringmaster would yep. kind of be the end of it um uh, godfather as well correct um, comma right. comma good one yeah all yeah. right yep. Comma. yep melted down taker's urn into a chain yep. a gold chain <laughs> yeah yeah yep. but the million dollar corporation duke don't you think they could have been a bit bigger if they had their members were a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man, like that's just right there. I'm in, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's just so cool. He's one of my all time favorites, but like never liked the corporation. Like I thought they were, it just, like you said, thrown together. Didn't make sense. Like, cause like I love Sid. I love the kid. I love Austin. You know, but mm, like that sounds cool right there. Yeah, like yeah. but not together, like it doesn't make sense. Like 
Tatanka never should have went heel, in my opinion. Like, I just, yeah. as cool as that story was in that turn, you know, but then he comes out and he's still wearing the same thing. Like, he still looks like the Native yeah. American. Come out wearing a suit, bro. Like, come yeah. out wearing, like, exactly black and gold. You know what I mean? It was just poorly done. And, you know, no disrespect to those guys, because I love, Lord knows, like, I love Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. I have love for Tatanka. Sid's one of my all-time favorites. The Kid. Austin, like I said, um, Nikolai Volkov kind of made sense in the story. I don't know if you guys remember. He was like broke. Right. So like he right. ended up working yeah. for DiBiase and stuff. But yeah, it was a it was also a rough time in the business, man, honestly. So that's their own fault, no, though. They had some talent on that darn roster. They, they just, sure did, man. You know, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how you things differently. You, you, you know, they, they revert, revert to um, LT and Bam Bam during an era where they have so much talent on the roster, mm-hmm. but I, so I get much. it. It was uh, all for that big, you know. Yeah, uh, not a fan of that uh, that stable slash fashion. Yeah, we'll put that under the did not work category. Um, I want to run through. Go ahead, Frank. No, I was going to just point another team, but you might run through it so if you want to go. Nah, who I you was, got? I was going to, before we, because it's same, like early, like mid-90s-ish, vibe that i did think was cool and we talked about one of the guys earlier was ecw's the triple threat you know which i thought a cool ecw faction with a lot of guys who ended up being like personal favorites you know who were in there in and out of that team you know and especially for ecw levels because shane doug who do you think of when you think of the triple threat because i think shane douglas landstorm candido okay me too I go mm, Candido second in my head for whatever reason. Me too, I me go... too, me too. I said Landstorm, but I do think Candido is the guy after Shane. That's interesting. I go Shane Douglas, Candido, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, which okay. is fair. That's why I said ask. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they had a they had a, a bunch of cool guys actually, like in that squad. Was Brian Lee a member of the Triple Threat? Yeah, he was. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. I, I always liked Brian Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian they, Lee was Malenko technically. Technically, yeah. They did a uh, new triple threat in ECW, yeah. too, with RVD, mm-hmm. Sabu, and Taz, which that new anything never works. Yeah, yeah never. Because, no, yeah. like, all those guys are cool, but it's like, we, I don't need yep. you to be the triple threat. literally right? don't remember that at all. Yeah. So It was brief. No, <laughs> yeah. it's cool you brought up, yeah, the triple threat. I mean, we got the FBI, if you want to talk about ECW oh, yeah, for FBI, a minute. Yeah, true. You know, um, who else would you say? The BWO. You got to mention yeah. the BWO if you're talking about ECW. Yeah, ECW. I wasn't a fan at all of BWO, you know, and Philly guys and all that stuff. Doesn't matter. Never liked them. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. It was too too corny for me. Yeah, but, it was nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, that's what it was, though. They yeah, knew it's what it was. the intention. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah would you consider, um, I mean, the Dudley boys are a faction right i mean they started yeah, out right that like way. if you go to ecw lineage of the dudleys you know mm-hmm. it's a whole ass family it is but they, just, they just all sucked except the dudleys mm-hmm. and i and spike right so like does spike count because he did he ever like team with them really in ecw i feel like not really often yeah like, right just i a, feel like literally he, a he, brag doll for yeah exactly guys. for everyone <laughs> Yeah, but then like you had sign guy Dudley, you had big dick Dudley. You know what I mean? Like they dances they with Dudley. <laughs> I never understood that one. I never yeah. understood that. Dances word. with wolves. He was Native American. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, well, yeah. Took me two so, seconds to figure. So that like, out. yeah, the Dudleys is a faction, but obviously <laughs> the two for. guys. Obviously, the two guys became a legendary tag team, and they 
Well, mid nineties were weird. And I was going to run through um, really quick how WWF had like a, a brief fascination with like gang warfare and mm-hmm. just everybody Oof. had to be in a faction. And these were just ones that they didn't have workers. We reviewed, um, I think it was the bad blood pay-per-view where we saw the Bariquas mm-hmm. versus the DOA. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, these guys, God bless them. They just weren't that great. They had mm-hmm. jobs, they made some money, but like, they went through, so I'm just going to run through them. Like I said, you had DOA, you had the Bariquas, but then you had the Nation of Domination, which did sort of become memorable. Yeah, they were memorable, solid, yeah. Right? Would you guys agree? I mean, they spawned the greatest, one of the greatest careers ever in The Rock, but they were I also think cool. of the Nation. Yeah, I think of the Nation. Oh, I, yeah. have them, I have them on my list as like a team to bring up because I think yeah. that's a, a honest to God, true stable. Yeah. They had cool dudes in it. Good workers. Guys be, obviously, we mentioned The Rock became The Rock. You know, like they're. I like, think it's not really for nothing. Good. There are three world champions in that stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing, and we talked about this on the Bad Blood pay per view. That made me uncomfortable. Like the the gang warfare yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was like I don't want to cheer for like the bikers the white who may or may not yeah. be racist. You know, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. It was just a weird thing. It made me feel weird. I didn't like, I felt like they were spreading like some, a dumb message. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I just didn't, and I'm not a prude or anything. I understand it's entertainment, but I just was uncomfortable with that shit. No, I agree with you completely because it's too easy to just be like, here's your Puerto Ricans. They're a gang. Here's your biker white dudes. They're a gang. And here's your nation guys. And they're a gang. And it was all very, it was the Puerto Ricans. It was, the skinheads yeah and then it was like you know like the black power guys mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it was like it's very race wary mm-hmm. and you, you know, know how they tried to get easy. around it though they tried to get around it by putting crush in the nation yeah for sure yeah, yeah they yeah, gave them the sick. very um inappropriate yeah. braids right yeah <laughs> yeah you know you know they do stuff like that, and owen just like, eventually <laughs> yeah owen yeah, yeah i think of owen as a nation guy you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, for better or worse right for better or worse and it's yeah, like it's too simple, too on the nose, you know. So it's just like it, it gets old. It's like lazy, you know. And I think they all, all three of those teams suffered. The nation was the only cool one though, to me. Yeah, the nation was actually cool, and they yeah. didn't need to do any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. And they proved it later. Like the nation yeah, yeah. was just cool. Like mm-hmm. without, they were just feuding with the X because they had beef, not because yeah, they were yeah. white or black or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but if you, exactly. if, you, if, you like, if you if you gotta be honest, like Farouk when he was delivering some of that verbiage, like he sounded convincing like when he when oh, they oh, first yeah. started out and he was like doing yeah. the, the black panther stuff it yeah. was like damn he's fired up he's really well you know he's got a lot of fucking i'm sure he heard the history N-word. yeah i'm sure he's business. been discriminated against mm-hmm. i don't know i'm yeah. a white man yeah, like yeah. i've never dealt with that you know what i mean so like of course you hear that fucking bullshit you know what i mean so like he finally had an outlet for it, and yeah, it was first black world champion because, too. Yeah, couldn't have gone over easy. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Like, no, so, so he was. Well, I just mean he did the job really well because it was honest. No, no, and, no. And the, that's I'm agreeing with you, and he yeah. probably did because it's real life, dude. Uh-huh. Like he mm-hmm. faced. I'm sure he faced racism. I'm yeah. sure, especially for his age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like to think we've come a long way. You know, but we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, I'm sure he heard it like Teddy Long heard it in the NWA. Mm-hmm. Their boss yeah. used to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's easy to channel that shit, yeah. you know, and cut good promos because he's speaking from the heart, you know? Well, yeah. they were in the, the WWF was in the midst of doing, like, everything true to life as much as they could, right? Like, um, so they weren't. They were getting away from cartoon wrestling, as Vince said in that famous promo. We're not, Ugh. you know, the days of hero versus promo. villain is. So anyway, um, they did try to instill some reality, which unfortunately that type, you know, racism exists. And that's what they did put out. But what you're saying with the gang warfare, it was a little lazy. And I brought up those stables. And I do want to talk about the nation for one more second, because they did have Savio in there for a minute. It got very convoluted. Yeah. Ahmed Johnson was... Sort of in, sort of out. Yeah, that was weird. Very weird. And I think they finally became cool, to be honest with you, when The Rock took over. Like, I loved Farouk's, like I said, I really felt his passion. But when The Rock, D'Lo, Mark Henry, and Godfather, right? Godfather, was not the Mm pimp. Like, he was a low-key pimp, right? He wasn't, like, flaunting the colorful pimp version. Kama Mustafa. Right. They added Mustafa, made him a little more nation- Of Islam, yeah. like that type yeah. of feel, you know what yeah. I mean. But do you guys remember PG? Was it PG thirteen being their like yeah. cheerleaders? Oh god, yeah. yeah. That I was can cringe. actually, uh, I know the words to their rap song. I was gonna say rappers, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was cringe. I didn't love that. Clarence Mason, <laughs> the representative, yep. early yeah. on. Yep. Nation were cool. Um, I do think they. If you made a list, which we're not doing right now, but I think they were like an impactful stable. I really do. Uh um, oh, 100%. So. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah. so I, I wanted to mention them. How and many while... stables can you say, sorry to cut you off, sorry. have three world champions in it? Yeah. And what, five or six Hall of Famers mm-hmm. in it? Mm-hmm. It would have to be one of the greatest stables of all time. Yeah, if we could talk about them for a minute, the horsemen, <laughs> four horsemen. Yeah. I'm just gonna well, throw it out the there. Four horsemen, the four Never horsemen. They do have three world champions. Okay, I'm, I'm just think about that. I'm just um thinking that's off the top of my head, and I I, I think we do have to talk about them while we're on for, the subject. Yeah, I mean, for me, when you talk about stables or factions in the history of professional wrestling, this is where it starts for me. Okay, like. Actually, this is where it begins and ends for me. I think <laughs> this was the first stable I ever saw as a kid. And this was the first time I ever thought bad guys were cool, you know, mm-hmm. because Ric Flair would come out with the belt. He had the best looking clothes. He had the belt. He had all the ladies and he would, you know, he was rich. And he's not that that stuff matters in life. But as a kid, I'm looking like, yeah. whoa, this guy's like, He's a big deal, you know, and uh, for me, like, that's really where so many factions or stables got their idea or inspiration from a lot of time. And um, yeah, for me, like, this is this is it. This is the epitome of a stable for uniquely talented individuals that, like you mentioned, John, like, because, you know, the the roster changed over time initially it was only in arn anderson telly mm-hmm. blanchard and rick flair but then barry windham mm-hmm. sid came through mm-hmm. lex luger there's four world champions right there four mm-hmm. 
And to top it all off, you know, in the first incarnation, J.J. Dillon, who I think is yeah, a tremendous manager, so good on the mic. We talked earlier about class, like classy individual. He always had this way of talking to where, um, you know, even though they were the bad guys, he would be like, well, you did this first. So we had to react, you know, he would kind of like turn the tables on you and stuff. So for me, the four horsemen, that's where it begins with, with my, uh, my love for stables. And, uh, I think they really set the trend for the business. I agree. Like what we mentioned earlier, like the formula, you know, to like what a good stable is. It's like, it's the four horsemen formula, really. Right. It's sort of like Nate as the the top guy, world champion level Tully as like that mid card workhorse type of guy. And then you have like a tag team with like the original Ole and Arn, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, and with a good manager bringing it all together, you know, and it's sort of like that recipe always works if you're starting a team or faction. I don't think it's like an accident. And they also later Benoit, another world champion that they had yeah. in yep. the squad. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like that, it's, you know, it's a powerhouse team and they always kind of had cool teams, whichever you like. There's a few duds guys mm -hmm. in there, but like when Benoit and Malenko were in the horsemen, that's cool. Barry Windham coming in, it didn't, it got cooler, I think, than when Oli was there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they oh, always, yeah. Pillman even, Pillman, that time with Pillman, with Arn, like putting him in his place and stuff like yep. that several times, you know, like when he was beginning that loose cannon stuff, like all that shit, it was always cool, you know, so. And you mentioned like the tag team in there. So Oli mm -hmm. kind of gets pushed to the side mm -hmm. and they bring in Luger. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. Tally and Arn become the new tag team. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. And then Luger eventually turns face. Wyndham comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, they always kind of had the formula. Somehow got away from that with the Paul Roma. And yeah, stuff Paul like Roma. that. But um, yeah, man. And then later the with Mongo. Right there. I always think of Paul Roma and Mongo as guys that I'm like, oh, I wish yeah. you were I wish you weren't in the four horsemen. You know what I mean? Like, the one thing I'll say about Mongo though, like he really tried hard, man. Like I'll give him credit. Like he really tried hard. It was just, you know, he didn't belong with the horsemen. That's all. No, he could have been like a solo dude, you know, like yeah. a big, you know, because he did try hard and he loved wrestling. You could see it, but yeah, he tried. Yeah. Prayers up to Mongo, man. Dealing yeah, with yes. some of the worst stuff imaginable. Yeah. So prayers up to Mongo. But with the horsemen, I feel like it's easily like the most emulated. Like you said, Duke, this faction, this formula, like you said, Frank, the prototype for creating mm -hmm. a group of charismatic and ruthless like heels usually like this is the formula we saw it later on with a triple h led faction which we'll get to in a minute but um i want to ask you guys i mean i don't think there's really much debate but who do you think of as the four horsemen me personally i'll just go first rick flair arn anderson tully blanchard barry Wynn. correct that is the correct there's yeah, there's like a famous picture actually of the horsemen and it's those exact guys yeah. they've got all the titles jj uh -huh. Dillon standing with them and that's it for me man like i i've talked about barry windham so much i feel like on this podcast that dude should have been 
Yeah. Way more than he was in yeah. pro wrestling. We talk about the motivation and whatnot, and what his, you know, where his uh, priorities might have been, but and might might not have been. But with the with the horsemen, I feel like um, you you mentioned earlier, Duke, with the the title belts. Our favorite title belts usually is a generational thing, and with you saying it starts and ends with the horsemen, I think you came yeah. in slightly before me, and then slightly before Frank. So for you. And I, I mean, I can't argue with you saying like the horse yeah. tippity top, but I, I feel like there's one in my mind that we'll get to that might be like, just because I lived through it minute for, for minute. It's like, oh, it's hard to say. Is it, the, is it the same one as me, John? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Well, favorites yeah, yeah, yeah. and best are different no no and i'm also saying you know? best yeah yeah we're, we're gonna yeah. get to it at the yeah, end we're i think the horsemen are the best yeah i think the yeah. horsemen are the best yeah exactly yeah but um yeah real quick on the horsemen real quick um the the kurt henning thing you know you mentioned before duke like how he would have been a perfect mm. horseman instead of how he turned on them right away it's a shame he yeah. he didn't have more of a run because um that would have been cool. As I think about the members, you know, and you mentioned Benoit, Frank, which is a natural fit. Malenko, I even think, yeah. is a natural fit. Yeah, me too. Uh, mm-hmm. Duke, are you aware of the ongoing debate, sort of fun-loving debate? Was Jeff Jarrett a horseman? Because Flair and him have a lot of fun going back and forth. Like, Flair says, no, you weren't. But he was. <laughs> like, no. Do you feel like Jarrett was a horseman? Like, do you think of him at all when you think about the horseman? Well, I mean, if you think about all the members, like, sure, you know, because you you're like, oh, man, all right, let's go through all the different incarnations. But like, no, when I think of four horsemen, I don't think of Jeff Jarrett, you know, and I'm a Jeff Jarrett fan, too. Right. I just don't think of him as a four horsemen member. That's all. But if you do. Another world champion in that crew. Yeah. Good point. And hey, if you count AWA world champion, Kurt Hennig. Yeah, you're there with yeah it. for a second. Yeah, um, we don't we count that. Remember, we had yeah, a whole we decided we whole... against it. Yeah. Well, did we count Sid as a world champion in there? Yeah, absolutely. He... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sting. Yeah. yeah, you got them all in there. Oh, uh, Stinger! Sting had a cup of coffee with the Horseman too. He did. Eighty nine. That's actually a really good promo. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Yes. They just decide they're going to kick Sting out. Mm-hmm. For no good reason. No. Arn wrote that whole thing supposedly too. Like yeah, he's the brains absolutely. behind that. So good. So genius, man. Yep. If we could jump ahead real quick, I want to talk about the 2000s rip off. I mean, version of the Four Horsemen, <laughs> which I don't mean to be a hater because I actually grew to really like this. I, yeah, I love this group. Like I'm being super, like I'm being facetious, but they were awesome. Yeah. Evolution. Triple H created Evolution 2003 with the purpose of he was protecting himself. And I I know, like, you know, there was rumors that it wasn't supposed to be this four originally. But we had Ric Flair, Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton. One of the two, Batista or Orton, were supposed to be. Do you know who, Duke? uh, Frank? Yeah, it's not a rumor. It's a fact. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I don't know that. Mark Jindrak. Oh, you know, I've heard, I've heard it that. is a no, that, no, yeah. it's a stone cold fact. I forget mm-hmm. what this was on. Um, It may have been on the. Uh, what what were the. um, What were those videos that they came out with? Not videos, but on Peacock on WWE Network, they were like it was like the Attitude Era. Then it was the 
Ruthless Aggression era? Ruthless Aggression, yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think it was on one of those episodes. They actually shot vignettes with Mark Jindrak walking with That's them. That's right, in the suit. Yeah. You're Who right. was he replacing? Batista? What that I don't remember. Yeah. I that really I think remember. it was Big Dave. Something tells me it was Big Dave. but um, It had to be him or Orton, but I feel like Orton has so much legacy that I could see. Yeah, that I, man, I wish I knew. But so I Triple, just, H, uh, Triple H revealed on the 2013 DVD, Thy Kingdom Come, that Mark Jindrak was originally planned to be in the group in Batista's role. As the sort okay, of Batista, okay. as sort of like an enforcer, Arn Anderson like enforcer. So imitation, mm. greatest form of flattery, Triple H, a known Ric Flair, you know, super fan, yeah. took this four horsemen idea and modernized it. But I do think it really worked because remember Triple H's reign of terror? People like heel heat was real with evolution with Triple H. Like this was legit heat man he beat everyone he <laughs> like yeah. you know they 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 let they set him up and and triple h knocked him down with the help of these guys they all won gold they stayed together they didn't mix another member in and now no, like, yeah. it was really these four always and only and um they really really got to the i guess you could say like um they were the they were like dominating the show you know they, yeah, were... they had all the belts mm -hmm. it's funny too because like you mentioned earlier like how you have a tag team and their tag team champions were batista and rick flair of all people know. you know that was a little weird silly and it lasted for not long but you know they had to get the one shot of them with all the belts, all the I, guess, belts. You know? I see about on randy Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, dude. Evolution is super. There's that like picture of them at like a Lakers game, courtside or something like that. Oh, it just awesome. Feels like money, you know. Their mm -hmm. entrance entrance music, sick entrance music. Oh Very yeah, good. one of my favorite all time yeah, themes. Exactly, like that helps for the whole uh, package. You know, they all obviously all looked as cool as you could be. Triple H, clean shaven Triple H, but with like <laughs> long hair. I yep. liked it though, you know, because it made you dislike him a little, you know. Like, well, he was really sweet. doing. He was really leaning into the Ric Flair at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He started wearing purple tights, dude. Mm -hmm. I have the purple tights in my WWE game for a Triple H like oh, nice. costume, just because I think of those yeah. purple tights all the that, time. Yeah, they are cool. It was different yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. For him, and yeah. like you mentioned about the heat too, John Boy. Like Randy Orton was getting some real heat at this mm -hmm. time. Like this was the beginning of like the him disrespecting the legends and stuff yeah. like that spitting in their face um, yeah yeah um i think one of the very... things about these um these the great factions the great stables not only do they have great like opponents matches feuds but they actually spawn like huge stories and memorable moments and we mm -hmm. had between the evolution we got randy orton youngest world champion of all time we eventually got the batista thumbs down moment mm -hmm. which led to triple h and batista having an amazing feud and then we um we also eventually i think triple h took rick flair out to the pastor at one point like they turned on you know he turned on flair and they they had a war and i just think it spawned so like you said the legend killer uh randy orton this this stable it created so many moments and i think that's the markings of you know, an, an amazing, important stable in, in history. So I did want to mention evolution. Um, while we're at it, though, I feel like, you know, with the 2000s, yeah, that's like 2003. There was so many great stables in the 90s. And then in, in the modern day, I think there's, there's so many good ones now. But in the in the 2000s, I couldn't really come up with that many. And I wanted to mention sort of an obscure one. 
I'm not admittedly a huge TNA guy, but the main event mafia. Oh, dude, I had it. I knew oh, it. So I winked. Okay. Really? You know, okay. Watch this back. I winked when you said it because I was like, I got one for the 2000s, and it was the main event mafia. Because <laughs> I feel like I've been the TNA apologist lately, and uh, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, Relevant, they're right? the coolest I mean, thing like, TNA did, I think, in terms of like a team. I didn't what mean about right what about but... SEX? <laughs> Well, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. If, if you think about their um their stables and groups, like they had so many of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this is the one that I circled. Like, all right, because aces and eights to me is like awful. Get it. Oh, Thank you. Me too. Brutal. Can't do it. Really bad. And then like yeah, when you start like, to like that would be on the worst ever. Yeah, I feel that. that. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, we'll you, do that you hear Bubba? If you hear Bubba brutal. talk about it, you would think it's the Four Horsemen reborn. You know what I mean? But well, brutal. here's the thing about Bubba Frank. He's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, so, so much. Yeah, so much. Do you guys remember the Disciples of the New Church? Yep. Mm. Dude, I actually who's... thought they were cool. Trivia: Who 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 was some of those guys in there? It was um. It was the wall. His name was Malice. Is that right? Yes, correct. It was uh, whoever. It was Wolfie D from Public Enemy, like Slash or something. Mm-hmm. He had like the eye. Um, One of our boys was in there. I I I see this now, and it made me remember. But like, I don't have many memories of this I, thing at all. That was early TNA. It's early man. TNA, 2002, like, 2003 era. Because but... Malice was actually, um, he was like going to win the title, I think. Yeah, he was Shamrock. flirting with it with Shamrock and R-Truth around that yeah. time, or Ron Killings or whatever. I just want to tell you that Vampiro was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, was he really? Yeah, briefly. Father James wow. Mitchell. But bro, if you read the members, like Shane Douglas, Mike Awesome, like how did, how? How was that? Oh, yeah, it doesn't make any Brian sense. Brian Lee. Brian Lee, R.I.P. That makes sense, though. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian Lee passed, right? Dark dude. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But no, I did mention the I meant the main the main event mafia, and then we has he? I'm looking at Brian Lee. No, Brian Lee's still around. Oh, sorry. Okay, my bad. Fifty six years old. Yeah, sorry. Oh wow, sorry. I I swear, long. uh, Good. I hope he's. I hope he's doing good. I'm a Brian Lee fan. I swear he was. Nah, you never know with these uh, that era of wrestling, but I'm glad yeah, he's yeah. alive and well. The main event mafia, though, uh, like you said, Frank, um, this is one of the first things that comes to mind for like things they did <laughs> semi cool, but it also semi cool. It wasn't all the way cool because when I see uh, like Sting in a no, suit, yeah, yeah. no, because they I'm wanted not... to be Evolution, who we just spoke about. You yeah. know, it was kind of like I think they watched Goodfellas one night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Sopranos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nash was like, you know what, guys, let's do this. <laughs> they could do whatever they wanted, really, at this point. Yeah. Weren't they all remember, just dicking around? Like at, at this point, Kurt Angle, his ring attire, mm, it was actually. pinstriped. He had a oh, pinstriped oh. singlet. Did he grow his hair out a little bit too? It was like yep. balding. Yeah, it was like stubby. It was like stubby. Yep. stubby. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know, man. Like there was like. Triple X, like you said, or you said SEX. There was Triple yeah, X. Sports Entertainment Triple Extreme. X, Fortune, mm-hmm. which which can come later. You mentioned Team that's Canada true. on our last episode. Yeah, and yes. But the great, I think the greatest in TNA would have to be the main event, main event mafia. Kurt Angle, Sting, Nash, Booker T. All Hall of Famers. Christian. I mean. Christian. Christian. Sure. Briefly, when you name right? the names. Samoa Joe, also a member. Oh, yeah. John Boy. Mm, <laughs> your, your guy. My face. Around the same time as Christian. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had to at least mention them a little bit obscure. Yeah. 
Uh, one more on the 2000s real quick, and then I want to jump into the GOATs if we can. Um, this one, honestly, I don't know, man. It's now 13 years later. I remember watching the Raw live when it happened, and it did feel pretty big, semi-important. Their, um, I guess you could say execution after their debut is questionable. And this is a, a this is a group people show a lot of love to for maybe um the logo was kind of cool but the nexus 2010 mm. formed in 2010 was the, was the logo cool i don't know they were the armband <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. it was a, it was, a, it was a i don't know um i'm just trying to think why people do show these guys a lot of love and it could be the wade barrett factor well, <laughs> that's what, what it is what, what year was this 2010 yeah well that's why it's a generational thing once again but to not be a hater ass bitch, but <laughs> when they came out and took over and super cool, it was cool. That's you know what I'm what talking mean? about. Like, the debut, yeah, yeah like yeah, like yeah. that debut was cool. It got our boy fired, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it got sure Brian Days and fired for whatever reason. Um, you can't know, emulate like, choking cool. a man, Frank, with a tie. Uh, apparently, apparently, you every week on AW. Yeah, no, exactly. all, all the things they do on that show, and that got him fired. That was so like baffling. But that anyway, was a like, network yeah. uh, thing, supposedly. Like they, their oh. hands were tied. The network demanded for. They general. bought him back. Listen, they bought him back. We all popped. Uh, was it SummerSlam or what was that? Yeah, Cena. Super, Remember Cena's so announcement? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Our, so Daniel like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. But let's talk about the members real quick. Because the debut, like they wrecked the ring. For anyone who doesn't know, they wrecked the ring. They ripped the ring up. They wrecked the announce table. It was like, wow, what are they doing here? They they're destroying the set. But the the members, man, like this was following the first season of NXT, the TV yeah, show, which yeah. people, you young bloods, might not realize that NXT, the brand now, was once a, a basically a, a low rent, uh, what would you call it? road rules challenge type of show yeah. where you had to like yeah. perform tasks to. Anyway, you had a mentor, and, and the Miz was a mentor for Brian Danielson. It was crazy. But uh, Wade Barrett, David Otunga, Skip Sheffield, a.k.a. Ryback, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, Michael Tarver. Um, Dude, who's so terrible, Michael Tarver. Not to single yeah. out anybody, but, but he no, just – And he had heat, apparently. Yeah. He had heat. Oh, really? With Cena. Yeah, he, oh, he man. Cena uh, did. The wrong guy to have heat with. Exactly. Eventually, we would mm. have. I'm just gonna wrap it around to CM Punk's incarnation of the new Nexus, where he mm. had a young, what was it, uh, Husky Harris, aka Bray Wyatt, yeah. and Curtis. There, we, there we go, mentioning that new word again. And don't forget right. that new ultimate technician Mason Ryan. Oh, <laughs> how did I forget? The Batista. Yeah. They found one man in the world that looks just like Batista. <laughs> yeah, like like. You know, spitting image, and they put him with yeah. Punk. It made no sense, that group. But let's talk about the original Nexus real quick. They were formed to feud with Cena. And the word on the street is, and I think Barrett's confirmed this, that Cena, he did not want to put them over. Go figure. You know, Hogan gets the flack for not wanting to do business. Um, a lot of guys over history. But Cena, I've heard some stuff about Cena where he, he just didn't want to do business. And these were young guys that maybe he could have elevated – yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe, right? Heath yeah. Slater, I don't know. I mean, I like Heath Slater kind of like yeah. low key later on, but 
he didn't have like the look I would market a guy. At exactly. First. Yeah. I think that was always Heath later. Cause like, I liked him. Remember when he carried Brett? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he made Brett look as good as he could. I remember him working really hard in that match, you know, I, so Heath Slater, like, I don't hate, absolutely hate him. He was just, he had a weird look and he was in all like the worst gimmicks after at Nexus, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, da- um, Darren Young too, part of this, part of this group. That's right. Right. He's he still going to this day in New Japan. Yeah, in New Japan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is he good? No. <laughs> he's he's what he is. He's just older yeah. <laughs> with a beard. Quote of the week. Uh, just a simple one word. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Nexus were like I said, they were I guess impactful for and what well, I I did mention it. The two thousands is tough to come by stables or factions that really like left a mark for me. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when I brought up earlier. The Wyatt family and the Shield. I asked you guys if like trios, do we count them? Yeah. Um, if we are going to count those guys, which sure we can do you, that. Yeah. I, I mean, the Shield to me, you know, I, I goat the Shield. I love the Shield. Um, you have to now. Like you have no choice. Even if you weren't into them, like me myself, I wasn't super into the Shield. But in terms of, they're all world champions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they were dominant. They dramatic moments everywhere you know and like the the, they became the faces of wrestling after the shield you know so it's like you can't even deny them no and i remember when so i knew john moxley ccw stuff i was all uh, on the dean ambrose train he came in and they were you know he was the leader they would cut these backstage promos then they came out and like they were sort of aligned with punk for a minute and it was kind of um it was a strange way and the and the, the story goes that punk tried to get these guys in there to be a stable with him mm-hmm. but it was not roman reigns that he wanted he wanted chris hero to be that third member which um you would have had not a good call i think you know and i love punk but i think that's not a good call. <laughs> probably not in, in, yeah. in hindsight right roman reigns turned out to be all right yeah um but yeah, I think I feel like the Shield, dude. Do you? I know you were never super on board with them, like I was. I I didn't love their SWAT team gear. Like mm-hmm. I just loved ever, these bro. three guys together, the Brotherhood. I thought they were very cool and convincing. But what do you think about the Shield now, looking back? Because it's disbanded as of who knows five years ago. Officially. Yeah, I was never I was never a Shield guy. I um like I think if they dressed like wrestlers, it probably would have really like changed my i don't know for some reason ring attire is important to me usually me too yeah like i thought it was cool when they first came in and like did that when they take out ryback right Right. during the punk match Mm -hmm. but like come on dude like put some wrestling gear on be wrestlers i don't know i just never i was never a big fan of those guys and like Mm. you said they all went on to become you know they're hall of famers now right i mean Mm -hmm. you can't deny it but uh, together in that, you know, that faction, like I was a Wyatt family yeah. guy mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like when it was those guys head to head, I was team Wyatt family same. all yeah, day same. long. Yeah, I feel like when they were hired or, you know, brought in as CM Punk's like mercenaries, it, it was cool. And these guys all wore ring gear and down in Florida Championship Wrestling right before they came up. So you're seeing these guys come in. It had to be like a Vince thing, slap the SWAT team gear on them. Yeah. They literally brought shields out, I think, for the first time they debuted. <laughs> so it was just the same old literal dumb shit that Vince yeah, does. Yeah. Maybe but- they just had some old like 90s boss man gear. 
lying around. Left over. Yeah, and they were like, pop this on, pal. This was the one instance where, like, I really must have overlooked the gear after a while, even though it bothered me at first. Well, you've uh, always been in love with John Moxley, so. It's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, admittedly so. Uh, Tyler Black, you guys, though, were fans. Yeah, no, I was. I was happy that. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was the fan. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, well, I, was happy. I, am I was happy a, to I see just, him when I, I actually, uh, it's funny that you bring this up because, uh, I do have a Tyler Black t shirt. There you go. Oh, well, look at that. I, I was, a, I was a fan of him. The age of the fall. Not like, not like, uh, this guy right here, though. <laughs> age of the fall, a little ROH stable. Yeah. Nice. You know yeah. What I mean? Give me, give me the members of the age of the fall Jimmy Jacobs, Tyler Black. That's all. You. Only two I know. Yeah, now, there's remember, one more. There was, there's a big there was one. There was a girl, a big one. Who yeah. was it? Wasn't Brody with them? Was he? I don't remember. He was. Yeah, he was. Brody Lee. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Brody. Because they had other guys. They had Necro as well. Eventually, yeah, yeah, right. you know. Yep. You know they did have, and that that makes sense with Brody. There's probably like a similar time because I remember. I yeah. feel like they were like kind of connected at one point, but um. They had a girl though. Who was the girl in the stable? I remember always Jimmy Jacobs and. Oh yeah, yep. I can't yeah, think. I, I can... can't think of who she is. Yeah. But but whatever. Just a little because... side note. Roh stable. Yeah, That's I think funny. Jimmy Jacobs feuded with somebody over her or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm, was I'm, it um, struggling? Lace, uh, Lacy, Lacy no. something. That's right. Well, I don't. I just Lacy Von Is it Lacy? No, 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 her, no, 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 no. Lacy uh, sounds right. It's just Lacy, though. I think it's just yeah, Lacey. just Lacy. Yeah, no just Lacy. That okay. sounds right. Age of the Fall. Um, I brought this. Oh up. yeah, I think it's no, no, no. Yeah, Lacy. Yeah, Larissa Vados is her right real name. Yeah, just Lacy sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I brought this up because with the Shield, um, I just watched this match: Shield versus the Wyatts, Elimination Chamber. Um, I love that match. Twenty fourteen. It's literally it's a six man. It's considered one of the greatest like matches of all time. So I because I I went through the list recently and I'm like let me watch this match back. It's good. Like there there's some darn there's some tension in the beginning there. It's a, it's a very good match. I don't want to understand the it. energy is what I love. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, you got to see these these trios really explode. Wyatt's versus the Shield, and we do have to talk about the Wyatt's because this was like. This era for me up until recently was like the last fun era in WWE when you had like the Wyatt's, the Shield, Punk was still there. You still had Danielson, mm-hmm. you know, Cody was winning the bringing the IC title back. There was so much cool stuff going on. Um, and this was a fun time. Do you guys remember these Wyatt's vignettes, Backwoods Boys yeah. mm-hmm. cutting? You know, this this character work was great. I think so cool, man. So cool. I was, we're obviously all big Brody fans. So like when I saw that he was going to be the guy and I remember, you remember watching him in ROH with me, Duke? Do you remember like seeing him in ROH? Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember seeing him in ROH and not going to pretend like I was like, this is the guy, you know what I mean? But like, but I was like happy to see him. It was like, oh man, look at this dude. He made it. You know what I mean? And the Bray Wyatt, give me any kind of, uh, uh, odd kind of cult leader type of energy, you know? And like, what made Bray Wyatt so cool in that role to me is that he still was like sounded dumb enough like most of these cult leaders do kind of sound you know but like had enough wisdom to maybe like a a silver tongue to talk you into some stuff you know but you know wasn't like necessarily a genius so like it all just worked for me um 
Eric yeah. uh, Redbeard. What did they call him in WWE? Yeah, he was uh, Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. Eric Rowan, Rowan. Yeah, Eric yeah. Rowan. Um, just as a big brute, he looked the part. You know what I mean? So like that was cool to me too. And it was like I was all in kind of like immediately because I was like, okay, this is cool. This doesn't feel like the same old shit WWE was doing at that time, especially, you know, so. Yeah, the, like ed- the editing of the, like those promos, the like you said, the mic work of Bray Wyatt, the silver tongue, the just the way he had that Jake esque ability yeah. to talk subtly, talk so- softly, mm-hmm. and then they would do like I said, the the filming in in the cabins or whatever in the woods where just on the rocking chair, just weird enough where, but also it didn't feel goofy. Like sometimes WWE they they'll do these dark gimmicks, but they're just silly. Like they just don't mm-hmm. know when to let these guys be them. And like you yeah. said, this cult like faction and, you know, eventually bringing in Braun Strowman, who I never had saw before. And that was a, that's hard in this day and age to like, see a guy appear who you never saw. He had yeah. the mask on. And for a minute he, he fit into, it was cool. Like yeah, for a minute he did. Yeah. It, it all worked. Um, I remember the debut though, dude, do you remember when they debuted and these idiot fans were chanting Husky Harris trying to like crap on <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. They did that for you a little know? bit. Of course, right? You yeah. know, they wouldn't let it be. But um, and that's what I always didn't love about NXT is like, but anyway, um, the Wyatt's just it's a shame with Bray Wyatt now. Like he's I don't know, he can't uh, yeah, get, he can't get his yeah, he can't get yeah, he's lost the plot because he was so good then. Like in 30 was, years, man. like we might have to like he was re- he was amazing for a short period of time, I think. Mm-hmm. Really and as a, a person like me who like wishes thinking back wishes Waylon Mercy was more than what he was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like Bray Wyatt, you had that feeling like, oh, this is gonna be that guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna just be some jabroni or you know, no offense to Waylon Mercy, but like his he just couldn't go at that point, you know what I mean? Like in Spivey couldn't go anymore. So it's like mm-hmm. you knew Bray was young, he was gonna be able to do it. We're gonna see where this goes. And it went awesome you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it went way cooler than i thought even they could do you necessarily you know yeah what did they used to call like husky harris he was like the the dump truck with like the ferrari engine or something <laughs> yes yeah and that's like that's the perfect description of him though like yeah, honestly yeah. like the dude was a big dude that could move but then like you said like he could just captivate you you know like cult leaders are very charismatic man yeah you know yeah. like that's one of the things like people are like drawn to them you know and like bray had that about him and then i mean luke harper man like i love that dude like you mentioned like from ring of honor like i liked brody you know what mm-hmm. i mean but when he came here like he found yep. like i really feel like he found his thing and like I remember like talking to you guys and being like, I could even see him as like a good guy too, like a yes. mankind, like a Mick Foley, like, you know, and like he went on yeah. to have like some really good matches in WWE, like singles, like, oh, yeah. And then Dolph had a really good match. Intercontinental um, champion. Yeah. Uh, former IC champion. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ambrose tore it down. I yeah. remember one SmackDown. It was yep. great stuff. And, and- uh, Rowan like you know the big powerful monster and like then mm-hmm. all that and then you put the masks on too like you know just so cool man like yeah. so just different mm-hmm. you know like for that time in the business and like yeah, yeah. unfortunately we know what happened Luke Harper RIP like yeah. Brody like 
really sad shit, man. Not fair that he's gone. Um, it's crazy. Ray, man. who knows what he's even doing mm-hmm. now? Like just, but they yeah. were once upon a time, man. Super cool Very stable. Cool. Yeah, I think it's hard to like um make your mark and shake up the foundation of like wrestling in these modern days because stuff just comes and goes so quick. But these guys all left the mark. Shield and the Wyatts. They're like intertwined, I think, forever. They were great in that era. Um, and they still reap, you know, the benefits of the of those great times. All these shield guys are on top, you know. And um, yeah, it's a sh- sad thing about Brody Lee. Bray Wyatt, we we can only hope somehow it gets back on track. But uh, this latest run, we called it from the beginning. Hey man, if he's writing all of his own stuff or whatever, you're gonna sink or swim. It just hasn't worked, clearly. He's sinking. Some people loved it, but I don't think it was for us. I think people were pretending to love it. I, I think you're right. You know, like they wanted to love it, so mm-hmm. they were just happy that to see him and he's doing his thing, and they're like they were in. But then it was quickly because I was out after the second appearance. You know, it's yeah. documented on this show. His second time, I was like, okay, uh, what's happening? If anybody, <laughs> and listen, these are three Bray Wyatt fans. Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. right now, like if anyone tells you that. Man, you know, that's really what I wanted. That pitch black Mountain Dew match is really yeah. what I was hoping I would get when Bray I Wyatt wanted Uncle back. Howdy really standing yeah, like, out there. Come on, man. Be be real. Come on, man. You want that's the backwoods. Want. You want yeah. that cult leader. Come on. Or whatever. If you want the fiend or whatever, I'll tell you what you don't want is a fucking pitch black Mountain Dew match. <laughs> you don't want that. What a botched spot to end the same. Yeah. Botched spot. Oh, Let's... but the, the visual was cool. He had makeup on. That was oh, neat. Boy. like um I want to talk about some of the goats real quick, and then I want to end it on some of the newer uh stables okay. and factions that are really strong. But um I'm gonna give you two that I do think are also intertwined because they're the same exact three th- these three I got are all the same era, but the two WWF strong 1997. You can't sort of talk about one without the other. One would turn into something much different than it kind of started to be. But um, Heart Foundation and DX, two factions that they're so interesting because they're led by two arch rivals, two arch enemies, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And they were always two guys intertwined like the Shields and Wyatts, like Bret and Shawn were married, so to speak, from the time they sort of came in, whether it was the Rockers versus the Heart Foundation Mm -hmm. tag team. And so on and so forth through the through the divisions intercontinental world, but now we got it in stable form. And um, you know, with with heel the heel turn of Brett, I feel like in early '97, it that's when he created this new Heart Foundation. Thankfully, they didn't put the word "new" in front of it, right, dude? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the kiss of death. <laughs> um, but this group, I mean, I don't know if you get much cooler as far as, far as members go. Would you guys yeah. agree? Like across no. the board. Cool ass team for sure, and they look cool mm-hmm. too. Like whenever you see promo pics of them, it's like they look cool. so cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, the leather, leather jacket, it's the leather. leather. Yeah, dude, it's all it is. It's leather jacket, yeah. but it's so cool. They did it. You know what I mean? It's so. If cool. you're a heel, bro, you either grow a beard or you put on a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what you do. And uh, they didn't need the beards; they had the, the leather jackets. Brian Pillman, um, for my mind at the time, didn't I didn't understand the connection, but you come to realize that he's you know literally part of this family like lineage mm-hmm. like he's part of this um you know illustrious family but duke we are brett you know we're all three of us all of us anybody mm-hmm. that listens to the show probably love brett to death and we always 
grew up idolizing Brett, the baby face, but then he eventually told us to like stick it. And we're, you know, <laughs> he's, he's Canadian born and bred and you know, he, he turned heel and it just, it didn't feel right at first, but looking back, it's like some of his best work ever. No. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I definitely, we talked last week about Canadian pro wrestling. Be sure to check that out. And, uh, I talked about like Brett also for our all time favorites list. He's in all three of our top tens. Mm -hmm. He's my all time favorite wrestler. And a lot of that had to do with him being like a hero to me when I was a kid, like a good, you know, role model. Like I didn't have a dad growing up. I think that had something to do with it. Um, So like to see him turn heel now, by the time he turned heel, like, I'm kind of smart to the business, you know, so, mm-hmm. it, you know, it didn't hurt that much. And um, like you said, definitely looking back, like he had so much fun. He was with all of his friends, you know, like he was. And the thing about Brett turning heel, quote unquote, he didn't lie. Right. That's what was yeah. cool about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like he would say, like, you know, Canada was better Canada has universal health care. Canada, <laughs> Canada takes care of their old and their yeah, sick. Yeah, Canada's yeah. not racist like the United States is, you know? <laughs> so, like, there was a lot of truth, you know? And, like, those are the best kind of villains, in my opinion. So, it was cool. Um, and, like you mentioned, geez, like, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, the British Bulldog, Brian Pillman, Owen Hart, Bret Hart. I mean, good grief. That's a Hall of Fame lineup. You know, so like, how do you not like get behind that? And then we talked about the match at the uh, Canadian Stampede mm-hmm. pay-per-view. That crowd was just electric and, you know, the celebration afterwards. I mean, yeah, man, super cool, stable for sure. Um, Unfortunately, came at America's expense, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, it, it was it was interesting because they were only around for eight months but it yeah. feels like another team that left their their mark. And like I said at the beginning, it intertwined with DX. It intertwined with Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, and Rick Rude at the time, that incarnation of DX. And that's what led ultimately to the screw job. You know, Montreal, 97. That's when you had Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series. And um, the DX thing is interesting because I always personally – loved the Shawn Michaels Triple H China version. People I think remember and favor the the one with X-Pac, Billy, mm-hmm. Road Dog. That's right rightfully so. They 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 were the baby face, I guess uh like the DX with Shawn and, and Triple H were heels, they were pricks, which is weird cuz the Hart Foundation were heels and and Brett always kind of complained about that like on yeah, his DVDs and stuff like why yep. are you turning them heel when I'm the heel? Yep. Um, and it was weird. It was a weird time, but, um, DX, like, listen, they ushered in the attitude era without knowing they were doing it. Like I know Austin gets the props rock and you could even go back. I think Brett kind of too. um, the way he sort of, uh, remember when he started cut that promo on bench and said like, this is bullshit. And like, oh, yeah, on them. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. They were, they were pushing some boundaries. Um, even gold dust mm-hmm. was like attitude before. Yeah. But um, DX did usher it in, and uh, they did some off-the-wall stuff. You could go back if you never watched, like, the heel version of DX, if you're only familiar with the baby faces. But what do you guys feel like? Because I know, Frank, you're you're more 
the other DX, right? With Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, New Age Outlaws. Yeah, yeah, That's Outlaws. I, did. I didn't, I don't, I bear, I don't think I even like Shawn Michaels' China Trips DX. You know what I mean? Like, I just find Wait a all, second. No, I know, but it, That's you know, shocking. You know I could look <laughs> past Shawn Michaels' stuff, right? Like, I don't bury his feuds or anything like that. You know, I just don't like him. But that DX group, like, I don't like. Every time I watch them, I'm like, I, and I also think the crowd didn't like. I know they're heels and all that, mm-hmm. but I feel like the crowd genuinely, like, disliked this group of guys and gals. You, know, you don't feel like, like it was heat. No, I don't feel, I feel like they genuinely like, fuck these dudes. Mm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, like, ugh. And, you know, just by chance is how it played out. Once Shawn Michaels left and they went in, like, they sort of switched the directions a little bit and made it a little more fun. I know these guys were having fun, but they were having fun at like, like in like in the most assholeish way. You know what I mean? Where DX became a little more like party guys, you know? So like, yeah. I think, I think yeah. that was easier to swallow. It was fun. And I, I, you know, the outlaws became like a really cool tag team to me. And the kid is obviously always cool, you know, and mm-hmm. China, came into her own. I just think it all worked. Triple H reached another level as that version of himself. You know what I mean? So I just, that's the preferred version of it for me. I think with the, the original carnation of, um, incarnation of DX, um, I think Sean was like a miserable prick, Mm -hmm. you know, and like triple H was a jerk off, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So like, I think it's two very different feels where, the second incarnation with uh triple h and x-pac and the new age outlaws it was like triple h was hanging out with his buds and he was like kind of having fun Fun, you know it wasn't like this malicious like i feel like triple h and sean were doing whatever they wanted as buds too though and i hear you on the the negative he he just seems so miserable angry is what i get because you remember like even yeah Triple H would like flip the camera off and like Sean would like spit it, like randomly spit it like Earl Hebner for no reason. Like they were yeah. just miserable. That's a good way to put it. But, yeah, I, but I don't know what they were doing out there. Like they weren't doing business. They were just out there having fun and yeah. just jerking around like they were not. But I think there's a different like there's malicious fun and there's just like having fun like mm-hmm. you can so like you're hanging out with your buddies and like you're breaking balls right like because mm-hmm. that's what we do because we make fun of each other whatever silly stuff but like you know you guys would never be like oh you you grew up without a dad because your dad died when you were six right like that's not funny that's sunny days bullshit sunny days yeah, yeah you know I what know. i mean just like stuff like that where like, that's like, like home wrecking type of yeah shit. You, you know, know I mean? like yeah. just malicious mm-hmm. like and yeah. listen, Sean was a piece of shit, admittedly, back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he talks about it. Like, he's not proud of who he was. Do you guys remember like, when they, like, destroyed the um, the headbangers in that poker game? And, like, they were really rough with them, and they, like, smashed yeah. the bottle. It wasn't a gimmick yep. bottle. It didn't look like either. They were just, like you said, they were being a little malicious. They were completely yeah. out for themselves. The yep. malicious thing when they had Brett, the little, um, the little person uh, yep. actor, and they were kind of, yep. like, kicking him around and... Uh, but that was after the screw job, wasn't it? Right yeah, the day yeah. after. Yeah. yeah, the night after. Yeah, and and I, um, you know, I just like I just was an idiot kid who thought they were so cool. No, yeah, sure, yeah. and like they but they had some entertaining stuff, and they made their mark. That's what we always talk about, right? But like they did, yeah, and um, there's and Rick Rude, sure... Frank, you're a Frank, you're a Rick Rude mm-hmm. truther. That wasn't yeah, enough yeah. to get you to like them, huh? No, 
but there's memorable moments though either you know there's memorable moments for sure with both incarnations of dx but i'm with you frank like i definitely prefer the second because i felt Mm -hmm. like it was more like fun i didn't feel like they were miserable fucks anymore you know what i mean (laughs) like like they even made like the suck it chops and all that fun instead of just being like yeah, like being angry a dudes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just telling you to suck it. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, they or the made famous it one where Sean is looking at the dude in the crowd and uh, he's really telling him this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The hands. Oh, and man, then, that, like, man. you know, I remember I was at a house show in Philly and, uh, you know, I remember I was at the concession stand and I heard that. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta get back to my seat so I can say, you know, like it was just fun. It was fun to say, like, yeah, it was fun to say the the entrance and stuff like that. So DX for sure made their mark. Mm -hmm. Either incarnation. I was gonna say the second incarnation. And then there was like a third incarnation, really, when they came back, but we won't talk about that. I won't talk about that one. That's (laughs) that's I would rather cranky, miserable sean then that weird like terrible comedy cringe comedy one where they were feuding with shane and vince mcmahon some of the worst stuff ever actually made me i think we can say stop watching wrestling we can say that sean michaels is in the two worst versions of uh dx so without (laughs) him they thrived i don't know i I, I know you like i prefer that og but i will say the second one that when when sean waltman when triple h introduced sean Waltman, the Mm. kid Mm-hmm. And he's like, you look, I look to the blood. I look to the click. And then he brings X-Pac back. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite Raw moments ever, honestly, because I'm yeah, such a, a cool. kid, Mark. But like when he brings him back and I, my head almost exploded because I was so down and out when Sean, the night before WrestleMania 14, Sean gets pinned by Austin. I know he's out. He's done. And I'm like, oh, miserable. And then he brings <laughs> out the kid. He brings out the kid. And I'm like, well, here we go. And then the Outlaws at the end of the night during the Terry yeah, Funk yeah. Cactus Jack Cage match. I'm like, yep. ah, I don't know about the Outlaws. They grew on me. It's a great, mm-hmm. great stable. I think it's it's one of my favorites for obvious reasons. Um, and I think you could argue that they might, you know, be amongst the greatest because I, oh, I think, absolutely. I have yeah, um, if I'm ranking them, right? I think of them third of mm, my okay. of my three stables personally. Mm, I wonder, okay, we're going to give our little three or four or five at the end. Um, we got to talk about the other goat, though, right now. Um, the bloodline is just killing it. No, just, <laughs> no I do want to talk about the bloodline, but um, the New World Order. I mean, how do, you, how do you even have this conversation without the goats? In my opinion, top of the line. This is also the generational thing. You know, the fact that the name itself is like one of the cool, uh, the Four Horsemen is an incredible name, Four Horsemen no, Apocalypse, right, yeah. but the New World Order, the mm-hmm. like the idea that you're taking over this this company. Yeah. Frank, so you're watching WCW, you're young, these guys, this impact, this massive impact, are you, your head's probably exploding because you weren't Dude. as smart as. No, 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 no. I wasn't smart. And like, so like when. So Hall and Nash come over, right? And like they formed this NWO. And then you remember like they were like breaking into the buildings and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I always say on the show, I didn't have cable, but my mom got cable for like a very brief, you know, like a few months or like six months or something like that, where like I did have cable for a minute. And then and I was that's when I was watching a lot of WCW. And I remember talking to my mom, mom, 
they're breaking in the building. They're like, they're they're breaking the glass and come, they're calling the police. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was so legit. And I even talked to Nash one time. And it's funny because it goes back to another stable. I talked to Nash and I was telling him like, dude, when you guys were doing all that, I thought you guys were like, it was real. You know what I mean? Like when I think of guys, like I was saying, I mentioned Undertaker, like in his squads, I'm less like, you know, Undertaker always before the corporate, the, the ministry was just like, why if this guy's such a badass to me, why is he so stuck in this wrestling? Like, why isn't he just doing everything? He just whatever he wants, you know, and I told Nash, I was like, you guys were doing like, whatever, just do going in, breaking doors down, throwing Rey Mysterio into trucks and <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And it was just so cool. And I thought it was like so legit at the time that like it stuck with me forever and then obviously like razor ramones in and i just thought that it was a copycat razor because i'm so dumb um <laughs> you know great. so like all this stuff it was just like as a youth it was just perfect you know like a perfect combination and then they had hogan you know what i mean and i wasn't like ever a big hogan fanatic or anything but he's hulk hogan you know that as a kid he's hulk hogan third man and, so did you and, know the third man like did you have your wonders um of no, who that no, would I be no i was clueless i like I don't yeah. even know that I had a guess. I was waiting okay. for the surprise, you know, at that time, you know, just like, who is this going to be? I didn't have anybody in mind. Well, if but, I can yeah. set it up for a minute, like, so the NWO storyline, you alluded to it early, alluded to it earlier that Bischoff kind of hijacked this idea from New Japan. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. um, something they were doing over there, Takada, mm -hmm. uh, Hashimoto or something. And, and it was an invasion type angle that, Bischoff got the inspiration to do this. And mm -hmm. they insinuated that it was the WWF invading originally because we got Scott Hall coming out mm -hmm. fresh off the razor gimmick, had the twang still right yep, yep. in the promos. And um, she had the drop pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. She had the drop, but yep. then having Kevin Nash come in, I know my brain literally exploded because diesel was my guy. And then seeing yeah. him out there, um, I didn't know what to think. And now we talked about Sean and trips doing whatever they wanted like on WWF TV a little later on, but these guys, they were kind of low-key doing whatever they wanted to. I guess this was sort of all greenlit though, right? I'm assuming yeah, yeah. like this was all written out, planned out. Um, remember when they dropped Bischoff with the power bomb through the stage and just the early uh, inception incarnation. And then we had the third man and Duke, we talked about it before, like, you know, people had their guesses probably, but you were definitely smartened up strong by this point what did you think with the third man you had hall and nash and they were going into a battle with macho man luger and um who was the, the their third opponent uh a guy named sting he disrespectful little i thought player. i said sting i stink I, I thought i said it first because he is he's yeah so sting, luger macho man yeah who did you think was the third man uh i don't really remember honestly at Brett. that time, um, I certainly didn't think it was Hogan. I, when Brett they Hart. said their buddy, like I was thinking Shawn Michaels, but like mm -hmm. it, I was like, it can't be him though, you know. But like, I didn't think, you know, Razor and Diesel would come. So like, what the hell do I know? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't think I had cable either at this time mm -hmm. because I remember, um, you know, my buddy Dave, John Boy. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Dave coming into work and being like, bro, last night, like Scott mm -hmm. Hall and John Nash, like he called Kevin Nash, John Nash or something. <laughs> oh, that's great. He was like diesel. Like they came in and like he was telling me all about it. So like, I don't even think I watched that live for some reason. But yeah, I mean, shocker, of course. 
Well, it's funny because um, Ted Turner and like the Turner management was supposedly very instrumental on this group and this idea. There's a lot of, you know, conspiracy theorists out there that, that think Ted Turner's got some ties to some some pretty effed up stuff out there. But we won't go into that. But it's just interesting because they actually were the ones that gave Bischoff the name of the group, the faction, gave them the mm. look, gave them the logo and wanted this to kind of like. Sort of imply, um, like obviously, like a a one world government, world order, and and here and here we are. And they wanted to eventually turn this company from the NWO into WCW, which I thought at one point was going to happen. I thought it was going to be NWO Nitro. Like they had me convinced (laughs) that they were going to literally take over, which is crazy because this was the you know the WCW trademark. But the members and the uh, expansion is where people sometimes get uh i guess that they, that's when the there's a lot of knocks on the nwo getting watered down and you you have to admit that it did but do you think it was when they split and became wolfpack and black and white or do you think it's when they added anyone and everyone what do you think is the more of the like the death blow for for me personally it's adding all the members okay um because like i know wolfpack doesn't maybe hold up but like i i wasn't even mad at that at the time i thought mm-hmm. it was cool for a little bit at least you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it was like i couldn't even say like that's what did it but it was when like you know every episode of nitro <laughs> two guys were all of a sudden turning and they're joining nwo like when dust you know like dusty was later already, yeah. but like when dusty joined the nwo it's yeah. just one of those you were just like what like what are yeah, you exactly. doing you know what i mean yeah. it was like and then they had too many guys who, like, not for nothing, but they just felt like bench players, you know, that they were yep. putting in when it was like, mm-hmm. and I don't even hate these guys, you know, so it's not necessarily a knock, but when it was like buff and mm-hmm. constantly coming out as the NWO guys, you know, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with those guys, but after the, like, the giant joined, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think mm-hmm. that's when it sort of, like, jumped the shark. Like, everybody after the giant was kind of like, eh, eh, eh. Well, even WCW knew that Scott Norton and Buff were, like, the second yeah. tier because they, they didn't even get the um, NWO music, remember? Yeah, yeah, They yeah. got, like, the second tier NWO music. Right. Like, it was cool in the beginning because I remember um, – DiBiase was the fifth man mm-hmm. and he was like um he was counting on his hand and he was like next week six like that and like it was six it turned out to be the kid yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like you know chill after that because like I'm cool yeah. with actually like Buff being in there because I thought like Buff was kind of cool but like and I love Mike Rotundo please don't take mm-hmm. this the wrong way I love Mike Rotundo Hall of Famer but like doesn't belong in the NWO no Big boss so, man, Ray Trailer doesn't dude, belong in no, the NWO. Like Ray Trailer's another. The giant like, should on. be opposite Kevin Nash. He doesn't belong in the NWO, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. When I give him just... the giant for the moment, like at first, you know what yeah. I mean, just to make it feel like you cannot do anything about this team. Yeah, you know and I mean? it was like, a cool moment. turn if you remember, because yeah. like he comes in, they think he's going to help, and he grabs the barbarian. I think it is, yeah. and, he, and like they, I think it's Shivani, like sells it or no no what i think it's bischoff actually that sells it on the commentary he's like what 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 what? no 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 and he choke slams him but we talk about impact all the time and moments jeez man 
the NWO, oh, you yeah. can name the, 10, I bet. The you know? NWO is like not only a whole show we could do, but it's probably like a whole two months of shows we could do just on the <laughs> NWO. Like we could literally take a week and at a time and talk for three hours about the NWO. There were a total of 62 members total that oh, crossed macro. through the NWO through all the years. That goes all the way till the end of you know the NWO when you had Shawn Michaels yeah. join in the WWF. But Ugh. if you see some of the members that were actually noted as official members, I got to just circle three that are the f- most hilarious. I won't even say obscure. Well, Horace, right? Bro, that to me is... Was he a member? That's, okay. Yeah, but that's not even... That's okay. like no. That's normalized when I'm about to mention these names. Kyle Petty, who was a race oh. car driver, okay, was an official member of the NWO. Uh-huh. Louis Spicoli was briefly a member of the NWO. Louis Spicoli was just buzzed with everybody. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. love Louis Spicoli, so it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's still it's kind of random. And also, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but like towards the end, they had. Ron and Don Harris. I guess that's the silver. Oh, yeah. I forgot silver and that. black. So yeah, they're... And the black and silver NWO. Yeah. When Bret Hart was the leader, because Bret Hart, when you think NWO, <laughs> you think yeah. Bret the Hitman Hart. What if I told Good you that Hulk group. Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart were all on uh, technically in the same faction? Yeah. Doesn't even what if I sense. told you Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and whoever else you said are also oh, the same faction as Disco Inferno. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, bro, it's like, what is oh going on? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, let me, what's interesting is um, six, you know, Sean Waltman, who I think, once again, props and love to Sean Waltman. I love him so much. And I think just like him being in the, you know, the right place, right time or whatever you want to call it, like. I think he was great, but the fact that he got to be in the NWO and DX and like be a two-time Hall of Famer because of that and just be such a pivotal part of both groups is such a cool claim because nobody else can really yeah. do oh, that. Yeah. I think that's sure. awesome. But he wasn't technically the sixth member. Like it was the fake sting. Was fake the, stinger, yeah. Oh. Technically, yeah. Technically yeah, yeah. the sixth member uh, in order. In order. Yeah, good for good for Jeff Farmer, by the way. Because is that, that, is that who dude, that was? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Cobra. I don't know if mm. you guys remember Cobra. Mm. He was he was feuding with like Craig the Pitbull Pittman. Okay. Um, oh, another. How did you guys not remember that? <laughs> no, God, <another laughs> so Jeff Farmer Sting actually like went to Japan and had like a whole career yeah. thanks to like thanks just that. being yeah. a bogus Sting man. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yep. Yeah, and then you got like Vincent, who it's just he wasn't even like comedic in that wwf like he was still virgil he was obviously yep. like a, an enhancement guy but they really yeah like he literally was when he was on tv and wcw you knew he was a joke like they made him such a joke in the yep. nwo um sadly but uh yeah the well NWO. he was like you know he was like a manager type dude yeah Vincent. you know because like he came in with dibiase like no i know but he i guess he was always but he had like a singles run in the WWF. They just totally forgot about it. He was dude, dude. When I met Vincent, he he got me. He like I was trying to avoid him at like Wizard World, <laughs> dude. And I was trying to like, but I wanted to meet. I remember I wanted to meet Jerry Lawler and yeah. Honky Tonk Man or something like that. <laughs> so I like I went out and I met both of them. And then Vincent was there and he goes, "Hey Philly, hey Philly." <laughs> Meanwhile, oh that's so funny. He called in, me that. Yeah, we're in Philadelphia and I had a Phillies hat on. Yeah, and he goes, funny. "Hey Philly." 
And I'm like, I turn around, I'm like, what's up, man? I was like, hey, I was like, hey, Virgil, you know? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he's like, you want an autograph? And I go, oh, man, I was like, sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, right? And I go up and I'm looking for a picture and all his pictures are NWO pictures. So I get, they and they were terrible, like eight by tens. And it's like, mm-hmm. I grabbed one that was like a collage type image with like Nash, Hall, dude, and Vincent was in one picture like this big in the corner. And that's where he signed it. He signed it just on his little Vincent picture. So I have this so eight good. by 10 of the NWO and then he signed it right there on Vincent. That was my virtual autograph. That's, that's funny. funny because when I was in Pittsburgh for a show, um, mm-hmm. it was during the Phillies when they won the World Series yeah. and I had my Phillies hat on and the yeah. same shit, dude. Yeah. Like I wasn't even looking at Virgil. He's uh-huh. like, Philly. Philly. <laughs> yeah, he's like this and calls me over. Yeah. He's nice. like, Yeah, you think they're gonna win? And he's like starts talking. I'm like, Yeah, they're gonna win. He's like, Oh, I don't know, man. I think they're gonna lose in six. I was like, All right, dude. And I'm like trying to walk <laughs> away. He's like talking to me because he wants me to buy yeah, shit yeah. from him. You know what I mean? But that's funny. He called you Philly too. Philly, yeah. That's funny. That's yeah, the NWO, um, just the expansion that they would eventually have, like we mentioned. I mean, they they crossed over to japan there were so many yeah. there was it was a worldwide takeover man you had rodman coming in from the nba and joining which was huge at the yeah. time gigantic yeah. um eventually they they would split like we said black and red wolf pack you had conan you had very very um you know it like awkward members like luger being in there didn't feel right ever no. um even staying with the red paint not my favorite worst paint worst paint um but yeah, man, I feel like the NWO for me is what I would consider the greatest. The Horseman mm-hmm. is what Duke would say is the greatest. I want to know what other people would say is the greatest, but um, also let us know your favorite. I want to mention a few of the worst real quick, then we'll end it on them, some new school ones. I'm going to throw a couple. Hold on, hold on really quick. What's that? Because we glossed over it in the beginning, but you absolutely cannot talk about greatest factions of all time and not talk about the fabulous motherfucking Freebirds. Yeah, yeah I guess we didn't get into it. They yeah. were going to be on yeah. my worst list, so I was going to get <laughs> That's them. not true. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, go ahead don't, with Freebirds. Don't get thrown off the air, pal. Go ahead. No, man, the Freebirds, like, there's still a thing called the Freebird rule. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing. These guys are trendsetters. Some of the arguably the first wrestlers to come to the ring with music mm-hmm. michael mm-hmm. hayes still in the business today um you know apparently involved heavily in the bloodline storyline that happened um this year so still contributing to the business so definitely didn't want to forget to mention the fabulous Freebirds, r.i.p buddy roberts and terry bam bam gordy and michael hayes keep doing your thing Terry Bam Bam Gordy. It's no. the night, the battle of the Bam Bams. Yeah. Well, we got, I mean, I didn't want to gloss over the Freebirds. I simply forgot because we did touch on them in the beginning. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely a tiny bit before my time, but I understand their impact. I never understood, though. So was Buddy Roberts, would you like Jimmy Garvin or, or Buddy Roberts? What's what would you say is the like the true Freebirds? The true Jimmy Freebirds Garvin. is Buddy Roberts. Okay. You think so? I think Jimmy yeah. Garvin. I don't listen, I'm not like this Freebird expert, yeah. you know, but like any world-class thing, I think Jimmy Garvin. Okay. Well, once again, like you think of the new, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy mm-hmm. Garvin actually was always an honorary Freebird. They even would say that like yeah, yeah. Way even back in the beginning. In the day, like, 
yeah, like he would hang out with those guys and stuff. Um, right. And when I finally saw the Freebirds on a frequent level, it was with Jimmy Garvin. Yeah. You know, so um, my Freebird stuff is coming retroactively because I wasn't, yeah. I didn't get them in my area, so I didn't see them. Like, but you can't, you can't talk about stables without talking about the Freebirds. No, the Southern Pride. Sure. They were. I mean, you you said it. I'm not only the Skinner you know, Freebird, but Georgia on my mind, Willie Nelson, they, they were repping the, the South and they were obviously dominating the territory. They were, I mean, Michael Hayes is so his career, like it's, we talk about Pat Patterson a lot. I think Michael Hayes might be uh, oh, yeah. an old oh, Pat, yeah. a run for his money as oh, yeah. far as impact across the board in the business. I mean, you know, he had this whole, it's the same thing about Pat Patterson. Like we talked about, like, Michael Hayes started in the seventies and mm -hmm. he's still contributing today like, on the highest level. Yeah. And I think like that dude's full of shit and he says some weird shit for sure. But like, I was definitely a fan of him during his wrestling career, but um, this you also, get, stuff... you also get your um, style sense of style from him. You dress a lot mm -hmm. like current day Michael Hayes. <laughs> Michael P. Yeah, the, the bright pink suits with the cane. Do you ever watch it? Do you oh, ever yes, see how he, yes. he literally looks like I, the Godfather? That is, I, yeah, I took that off right before we got on air. So Okay. Um, yeah, so it's interesting you say the Freebird rule because we talked about, all right, our three men groups, stables, you know, and it's like, all right, the New Day. They're, of course, pretty legendary in terms of modern WWE. Um, they don't come to mind when I think of dominating stables, but to their credit, they've always kept their core, the three members. They've gone pretty long with it, so they had a nice long run. They also adopted that freeboard rule you talked about. So, um, yeah, I, I think we had to mention the New Day real quick, and that's my mention of the New Day. Um, <laughs> and and if we just go and piggybacking off of the Freebirds, just like if we're going to maybe count them, the Von Erics, mm. you know what I mean, like, as rivals of the Freebirds, is it a stable? Mm -hmm. You know, it is what mm. it is. But when I think it's, when you go by a name, the Von Erics, everybody knows those brothers. You know what I mean? And it's like it's kind of, kind of a stable, and it's like a legendary feud. So, yeah, no, I think that's fair. I just um, want to mention. I just want to give them a shout. They're a family, but nothing wrong are... with showing the Von Erics some love on a pro yeah. wrestling podcast. Yeah, they're they're a family you know, but they're stable. Also shout out to the, to the varsity club in the eighties. We didn't mention them, but Hell I know yeah. Zern would really appreciate the mention. Yeah, yeah. of the oh, There's the so club. many, there's so yeah, many yeah, that yeah, we, so many. we're going to run through miss. some like, at the end, just some quickies, some quick fires, yeah. but let me run through um, a few of the, what I think are just, they didn't work. Like these are check these under no, thank you. Um, one that comes to mind right off the bat is the right to censor because the music <laughs> yeah they took these guys i liked in val venus and um even i liked ivory you know but they took these guys and girls and they just made them talk about ring gear you can't get past you know the shields <laughs> these guys wrestled in slacks and a tie and you know irs is the only guy that can get away with that but um the right to dude, censor the most ahead. annoying entrance music of all time oh my god dude like brutal like yep. change your channel brutal like, yeah like brutal. give you a headache brutal and like they were like also like um like you know they i it was their gimmick but like they were ruined like 
cool shit I wanted to see happen. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like whether it was yeah. like babes or just something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they always came out and were like, "Ah, oh, go away!" I hate. But that's it. what I'm saying. Shit, go, you say it. you say go away, and that's what we talk about all the time. Is it heat or is it hate or is it go- mm-hmm. like for me? I literally I did not. They they didn't have heat with me. I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I did not want to yeah. see them. You know, you know what though? Like it was clever because yeah. they were getting in trouble for like showing this stuff. Sure. So. Yeah. They made an angle out of it and like they couldn't show maybe the Godfather's hose at the time. Mm -hmm. So like the right the sensor came out and like Mm -hmm. good or bad, I'll at least say it was clever, you know. Yeah, it was the PTC, the parents television council were like literally censoring WWE stuff at the time. Yeah. And they put Steven Richards corrupting young youths like Frank. Exactly. And and myself. Steven Richards, who I also liked, but uh he was you know, the uh the mount of the, the leader you know he was the leader yeah, of this yeah group. how they, about that they yeah. took the good father and turned him into the i'm sorry they took the godfather <laughs> yeah. turned, turned him into the good, good father. father broke your grandfather's heart frank i know ruined him. Cle- <laughs> clever you're right dude it was a clever thing but i, I consider yeah. it one of the worst um yeah, whack. I, I have to mention two from wcw real quick that i just think chalk it up as it did not work misfits in action this military theme group mid carters i'm definitely yeah. they were all the frank you were a fan no, 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 no. Oh. I agree. I agree oh. with you. I agree. Okay, with you. I thought you were about to defend Hugh Morris, aka General. Rex. I love Major Guns. Major Guns, Young Frank yeah. loved Major Guns. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Loco, which was I actually Cabo. liked. Uh, I liked Lash Larue. Yeah, I know. Aka Corporal Cajun. Corporal Cajun. Van Hammer. Do you guys remember his name? Oh God, I forgot about him. Ten dollars right now. If you remember his name, Major. Nope. No. Private That's major gun. Oh, private. Private parts. Private stash. <laughs> so stupid. Private stash. <laughs> he wasn't in it long, I don't think. No, but it was terrible. Uh, yeah. The other one, Dungeon of Doom. I know people like love to hate oh, it. Oh, also, we it. can't forget uh, GI Bro. Uh, GI Bro briefly. Nah, that you, was guys a good forgot, idea. you guys forgot the classic Filthy Animals. Filthy Animals. Oh, oh. they're on my they're on my hate list. Okay, uh, okay I'll okay. give you guys the yeah, floor. Dun- I wanted to mention Dungeon of Doom just not because... hate, just they're just Ray Mysterio. <laughs> it's funny because like Ray Mysterio, I love Ray Mysterio. You take that mask off of him. Mm-hmm. I hate Ray Mysterio. <laughs> like the dude, ultimate put your mask back on. Remember when Jericho told Hoobie to put your mask shits. back on? Put your mask on, bro. Dude, yeah. listen to some of the members in the filthy animals. Conan, Ray Mysterio, yep. Kidman. Mm-hmm. Eddie. Cool. Yep. Cool. You know what I Hoobie. mean? Hoobie. Hoobie. Yeah, Hoovie. Even Tori Wilson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all people, you were like, okay. You know what I mean? And then just make I them. I didn't hate them. Am, am I, yeah, I, make am them I obnoxiously. I think you're wrong. But like, yeah, it's fine wrong. if you like them. But it's like, I think you're wrong. You like, I wrong didn't hate them. them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They weren't like, you know, like I said, you know, the uh, MIA, Mis- Misfits in Action. The Once again, sure. it was that like obnoxious, like, like I like Kidman, I really yeah. did like him, and then he starts acting like a prick, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like that's not—I get it. It was like the time you wanted to be edgy and stuff, but like I don't like douchebags in real life. So right. Like I'm not gonna like douchebags on television, you know. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of um, speaking of unlikable, um, I feel like these guys actually for a minute. I kind of was like, oh, I mean, they're good workers. They're interesting. You never saw this before. Like, I never saw five guys doing move after move. But the Spirit Squad, it spawned mm. the career of Dolph Ziggler. 
Mm-hmm. But um, it was ridiculous. And I mean, as a male cheerleaders, which how long of a shelf life does that have? And I was wrong about the superstar that would emerge. I think we all were, if you were paying Kenny attention. Kenny Dykstra. Because yeah. Kenny Doan, Kenny Dykstra was a mm-hmm. t- terrible name, by the way. Yeah. But um, he, you know, he was a good, I, I thought he had a nice leg drop or whatever he did. But um, yeah, eventually Dolph Ziggler would come out of the spirit squad. How about um, the oddities? Also on my worst list. Shout out. Sure. John Tenta. Sure. But I like Luna, John Tenta. Okay. I saw Kurgan at the Dolby Theater in LA for at the premiere of Pacific Rim. I went to the premiere of Pacific oh, Rim cool. and everybody, and he <laughs> nice. was in it and he's walking by and I go, Kurgan. And he turned around and smiled. I have a picture of him like turning around like a laugh. That's a big boy, too. Cut, yeah, he's a big guy. Huge, he right? always seemed like a swell guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, tried to break into the uh, Hollywood biz. I think he was he in like a sweetheart. He was 300. in 300. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I cut you off earlier. You mentioned the Dungeon of Doom, John. No worries. Yeah, I mean, do you have much on the Dungeon of Doom? I just... <laughs> no, I do. I do have something. Because um, you kind of like them, right? I do kind of like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, it's I know funny because I know like, how you feel, Duke. Yeah. Do you like them you too, know, Frank? It's like I like the evil, you know, devil master and like, type but of Kevin shit. Sullivan. Man. Yeah, I know. I know it's what you like mean. It's funny just like, uh, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Is that what you feel, Frank? Like it yeah, was like yeah, entertaining. Yeah. It's campy, stuff, right? It's you know? like a bad yeah. horror movie yeah. that people yeah. love. Like, yeah, it's funny because like I actually like watching WCW pre NWO, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with the Dungeon of Doom and stuff, just for like. You know, it's like silly. It's weird. I don't know. I think it's enjoyable, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but the disappointments and... is what I'm talking about. Like when you get Mach and Hogan wrapped up in the feud, and then they go to those double cage matches or something, and it's like, sure, definitely, the shark yeah. comes out yeah. looking like a no. low rent dollar store earthquake. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah. and then the Yeti. We can't forget nah, about the, the Yeti. The Yeti, dude. I know. Like, it's like laughable and stuff, but like, it doesn't. Like I enjoy watching it. If that nah, makes I'm, sense. I'm you know what glad, I mean. You know, you can like get it's. Some... It's not like oh my god, it. look at this bullshit. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. it's funny. Like no, you know what? I would. I'm saying like I guess that's a blunder one. I wouldn't put them in the same category as the Misfits or even yeah, no, like, and that's that's fine RTC. if you do. Like I'm I did not saying, like the RTC. Like, I can I, watch I, some of that dungeon shit. Like yeah, I kind of just... like have fun. I have love for the Dungeon of Doom and um. The master or whatever was uh, King Curtis Iakea, which is, you know, that's kind of cool, too, because like oh, he yeah. was in the old school WWF, like he managed Kamal and stuff like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's enjoyable things. It's like when you watch a movie and like if I can get some redeeming qualities out of it, I can't say that it sucks, you know? Yeah. No, well, you know, fair. one that you can get no redeeming qualities out of is uh, the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane O'Mac. The dude, uh, I don't even want to bring ple- him up. Guilty pleasure here. Really? Mm-hmm. No way. You're the mm-hmm. first person I've ever heard say yeah. anything positive about them dudes. I think I could not stand them. For all the TV time that they got, like at least how it felt like when I was watching So Heavy, I was mm-hmm. just like, dude, please never show up. Like, well, I don't even know how they ended up getting erased from TV, but 
I just every time those dudes came out, I was like, I never want to see these. I guys. was a a big Shane fan for whatever reason. I just liked Shane and this idea that he had like these boys from from the mean streets of Greenwich. It was so yeah. ridiculous. But I always thought Joey Abs could be something. Like he looked cool. Well, he was an actual wrestler. That's yes, why. yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you're not alone in that. Another Canadian that we uh, didn't touch ah, on. That's Joe true. E legend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out also to um, Leaping Lanny Patho. Forgot to mention Leaping Lanny last week. And your boy, Iron Mike Sharp. Um, we mentioned him. Oh, did we? Yeah. Wow. Um, I got uh, no more on the... Uh, I do have one more, but they're current that I just think is a, just awful. But I don't want to really mention current just yet. Do you guys have any more uh, on the no, no thank no. you list? All right. Well, this one ties into the current day. Talk about for me, just I don't get it. And I know I want to get some some pushback here, but the dark order don't get it, don't understand mm. it, don't see one like you know, how I talk about in, in stables, you could see that one guy who could emerge. Yeah, not one stands out to me. RIP Brody Lee, exactly. I think the that's, only one, yeah. but other than Brody, do I look at Alex Reynolds? Do I look at Evil Uno, mm. John Silver, Stu Grayson? No. I mean, then they threw yeah. Colt, Colt in there, Allen Angels, Preston Vance, maybe, but he's not yeah, even with man. them anymore. No. I just think they take up time and space and minutes, valuable I minutes. He, I hear what you're saying because there's too many guys won, right? Like, and I, it's a shame to me because like I don't hate on those guys quite like you, but you know I don't see like any individual either, and that's why when Brody was became the exalted one and he was the leader it made it all that whole package cooler to me because i don't remember if you i don't know if you remember but like when dark order debuted like they were like dead on arrival you know what i mean like the crowd had no reaction they didn't know who they were it was they uh all these minions doing who, who did nonsense. who debuted them Stu grayson was he was one Stu, of the first yeah it was Stu and ivuno ivuno yeah, oh, and, yeah. and okay. if you remember like previous to their uh even their debut, like they were putting out like it it was supposed to be like a dark group. Like yeah. Evil Uno was like sitting on a throne. Mm -hmm. I was like into it actually. I was yeah. like, oh shit, that's cool. Like I like like kind of converted type these stuff, guys you know? to join, right? Yeah. Like Alex Reynolds, yep. like they mm -hmm. were kind of like with those ads and stuff. So when do you like, feel like it got silly though? Because it was over the top when Brody Lee was first doing those promos. It, it took me back, like, whoa, mm -hmm. I didn't expect this out of Brody Lee, but he actually kept that serious tone. And then it yeah. got like silly. Well, I think he passed away and they kind of, yeah. you know, it was what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, and they may end up being like, they end up being like lovable because yeah, of course, you know, the, the fans room, are going to cheer for these guys, you know, like, cause yeah, I then, actually, um, I like Uno and Grayson a lot as a team. Like, yeah, me too. Kind of the super Mario or super smash brothers. They smash were called Bros, yeah. like before showing up. Like if you look them up, like before they got the AW, like they had some really cool ass matches, um, yeah. with the young bucks and stuff like that. So, but now, I mean, I don't even think they're taking up that much space at this point, right? Jumbo, did, yeah, like they're right, barely yeah. on TV. Like, depending on they the might week, be on yeah. dark. You know what I mean? Like, and if they are, they're getting beat up by. No, they faded you know, away the Black quite Bull a bit. Combat club. Yeah, you know, that was so. the last yeah. time I saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. Um, but I did want to. Stu Grayson resigned too. You know, like he left yeah. for a little bit. Now he resigned, and it's like, I'm okay with it, just because, like Duke said, I think that could be a tag team. 
Yeah. Reynolds and um Silver. Do we it's need like, another. I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, but they like, have a second show now. Exactly. So like now, now, now the TV time is adding up for them, right? And like mm-hmm. a deep roster could be helpful. But you know, I'm happy that they're uh Stu's back because I like the Smash Brothers. Reynolds and Silver, you know, I don't I don't like anybody losing their jobs or whatever, but like if mm-hmm. I don't see them anytime soon, it's not gonna make me lose any sleep. Yeah. Plus, I mean though, Stu was... Grayson, like I've loved for Uno and Grayson. Grayson is named after Nightwing. He <laughs> does the nightfall, like breaking yeah, yeah, Batman's yeah. back. Like there's reasons I like yeah. these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. if they would, you know, Uno and Grayson would be like a serious tag team, like I could get behind that, you yeah. know, but they're mm. just kind of like in limbo at this point, you know. They are the job squad to me. They are the BWO to me. Yeah. They just to me, they're yeah, I don't know. That's another, um, that's, that's another faction though. The yeah, job squad. The job squad. Yeah. I mean, we we there are so yeah. many that we could go through. I know a yeah. lot of people have a lot of love for different stages. Uh, one big mention. one, John, that I'm kind of surprised that you didn't mention, and like one of your favorites, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh PMS, aka the Pretty <laughs> Mean Sisters. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna so, get to them when we covered like some okay. of the all-time great all time great favorites. Got okay. Be, yeah, and I mean I would think damage control, I would think yeah, yeah. PMS, <laughs> yeah. I would think the out. Wait, I almost said the outsiders. What are they called? The uh, in that in the outcasts. Outcasts. Yeah, outcasts yes, yeah. I'm actually enjoying them personally. Yeah, look, I, I love Soraya, man. I'm just, I'm yeah. a fan. I love yeah. Soraya no matter what. Let's talk about modern real quick, and we're gonna kind of like blow through them because obviously time here, but yeah, also yeah. because we'll probably do another show like this eventually and talk about some of the more modern rates in AEW. I have to point out just the great work they've done with teams like. The inner circle that's kind of got me kind of into wrestling again with the Cody thing, obviously, but also with the the inner circle and pinnacles feud was pretty darn cool to me. I was like this empty stadium. Mm-hmm. It did some very cool stuff. Jericho staying ahead of the curve. He had Sammy Guevara trying to put him on the map with Santino or Santana and Ortiz, Jake Hager inner circle, the pinnacle. Now we got the Blackpool combat club, which formed by Regal. We, we remember it's, it's formulation and they're still going yeah. strong. They kept that name. We were unsure if they would, mm-hmm. but uh, we had the Blackpool Combat Club, Inner Circle. Now Jericho has the Jericho Appreciation Society, which depending... Which, yeah, I'm a little colder on, but, you know. Colder on them, right? I mean, yeah. um, and we have to mention the Elite, which, you know, the Bullet Club, we didn't mention. We should have mentioned. They are a legendary Legend. stable. I was going to... I had a whole... Well, things please, set up for the Bullet Club. Give me, give me a little bit on the Bullet Club, just for the fans. No, I mean, I think that they are, you know, as far as of the two thousands, like one of the most, you know, successful and biggest. Hard to argue, yeah, yeah, like argue. um factions in wrestling. I mean, listen, complete copy of the NWO, down to the Wolfpack Hansen. <laughs> I mean, you know that, I mean, that but, shit kills me. Yeah, yeah, that kills me. But you can't deny the popularity like i was i mean previous to aw even being in existence like i would be driving down the street and seeing like bullet club shirts yeah and like that's rare that was you know what i mean to see like they were being sold at the mall and stuff yeah yeah yeah, like hot topic topic. carried them yeah uh the one day i actually had a um i got a cody bullet club shirt 
And then two guys walked in my shop, both wearing Bullet Club shirts. Mm-hmm. And we like took a picture all like chilling like that. So like nice. Bullet Club definitely deserves some some recognition. Like they do. Like them or not, like mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Finn Balor, Cody. The Bucks. Like these guys. Yeah. I'm, but I'm saying like there's three world champions right there that we mentioned. Oh, you know? And, yeah. like, and the rare like team that gets acknowledged like in every wrestling company like that's funny about it you know what i mean like every wrestling company like acknowledges the bullet club's existence you know so it's like that's something you know first of all they have a cool ass name i mean that helps 10 years strong i mean how they are now and once again like we're getting you know we're at that point the same thing as the nwo you know what i mean like it's gone water down members yeah yeah, like, because now you got the Bullet Club gold in mm-hmm. AEW. And, I, like, I love Jay White. I'm a big fan of Jay White. But, like, you know, now the new me- the new leader is Fit Finley's Finley. son. Yeah. yeah, and he don't so want like, anything to do with the AEW version, well, supposedly. Also, so it's like, oh, Fit Finley's son's the leader of the Bullet Club now? Yeah. You well, know, bro, it's like I mean, Kenny we had... Omega, Finn Balor, AJ Styles. You know, like, these mm-hmm. big main event names. Now it's like, oh. David you Finn. lost me on AJ Styles, but I hear you on Omega and Baylor, <laughs> sort of. Um, and that TNA baby mama energy. There you go. Again. Yeah, right. There you go. What about Cody Hall, Bullet Club? Does he come to mind? <laughs> nah, I never heard brief, of him. Brief stint. Um, so what do you I think? Had no of idea the... he was in the Bullet Club. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Jeff Jarrett also briefly yeah. aligned with them, right? Yep. Um do you yeah, think like, like I said, it's Tama Tonga? Like who who's the OG Bullet Club? Who is it? Finn Balor? Who do you think? Yeah, of? Finn Balor. Finn Balor's um, the leader for sure. Talk uh damn, I can't remember the Tama big Tonga. guy's name. Bad nah, luck foul. Yeah, big luck yeah, foul. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and like Gals and Anderson, of course, Tama right, Tonga. Right. Yeah, no, man. Like, I mean Adam Cole, was he a part of it? Yeah, at one point. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole. Yep. And then the elite spawned from the yep. club. And that's kind of, I, I wrapped it back around to the elite because I yep. guess they were formed uh, a little later, but they did their thing in New Japan, Ring of Honor. Yeah, and it was the whole idea of the Bullet Club was, again, like the Gajans, you know, coming mm-hmm. in and like shaking up, taking over. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would say the Bullet Club got to be amongst the modern goats. And in WWE, yep. I got a shout out. Imperium doing some some cool things. Yeah, they're cool. Behind Gunther, I, I think gotta... one guy is cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the other two. Cool I like two guys, but they don't Gunther rock my songs. Way yeah, cooler way than cool. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Imperium, Judgment Day, which is topical. I mean, look, yeah, they've they've become more tolerable, and Rhea Ripley has really been. They have a world from champion that. in their group. You know, mm-hmm. they do. They do. Yeah. And um, obviously the bloodline. We can't not talk yeah. about the bloodline because every major story going on in WWE revolves around the bloodline. And this is Roman Reigns' historic run. It's been with special counsel, a.k.a. the wise man, Paul Heyman. You got the Usos solo. They had Sammy in there briefly, honorary Us. The bloodline story has definitely kept WWE interesting because the rest of the shows have not been the best. So, Shout out to the Crazy. Bloodline and the work they're doing and Roman Reigns. Really, really the coolest version of Roman Reigns ever, uh, in my opinion. And um, yeah, I mean, other than the ones we've mentioned, let us know in the comments other stables that uh, we may have forgotten. They're so, Real so... quick, though. 
Yeah. Do you guys have any weird ones that, or maybe not as popular that like you liked? Well, that like one I forgot that's like in inexcusable, and I just got tripped up because we weren't talking about three men groups. But you touched on the brood, and if we're gonna call the brood a stable brood, absolutely, absolutely one of my favorite groups, and hell yeah, we the coolest entrance, the coolest music, um, amazing. Also, shout out to the machines. Mm. You know, you know, I love we're talking about trios. Yeah, old school. We got big machine. We, I feel like eventually we got to um, talk about Andre's run in the machines because that's just when you find out like he's part of the machines when you're older. Wait a minute. Culture. Wait, there's what? That's the giant machine. I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to. There's no there's no proof that that's Andre. Yeah, man. And Bubba is not Devon's bro- brother. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil shit on here. On I got to. That's, that's just a lie. I got to do my annual shilling for a specific guy that we all love. Mm. And it might go down as a one of the worst, but I don't care. There's okay. A cool moment. It's Dark Carnival. Nice. Get it in there. Hell get yeah. it in. Man, Absolutely. Get our Absolutely. mention in. It fucking, they had Muda. You know, they had the Instant Clown Posse as well, but they had Muda. We actually brought them <laughs> up last week because we couldn't yeah. think of... Um, Vampiro had another group, I thought. It was the, like, Deadpool. Uh, the Deadpool. The Deadpool. Which it was, was him and Raven. But Dark Carnival, good one. I'm going to shout out Natural Born Thrillers because they could oh, have yeah. been some. You did like those new. <laughs> I was like into gosh, man, yeah, Sean O'Hare, Johnny yep. Bull. Reno, the original Crossroads. Yes. If you Roll will. The dice. Um, what about you, Duke? Any on the way out besides? I guess yeah, you, prob- well, you probably I did... want to mention all the, um, I guess, all the NXT groups that we didn't mention because I'm that's ignorant. Exactly, I'm yes, ignorant that's exactly to what I wanted to do. a lot of those guys. So I did want to bring up the Dark Carnival, but Frank covered mm-hmm. that for our Vampiro love. <laughs> uh, one that I liked Three count. pretty much mostly because of Lance Storm, Team oh. Canada, and WCW. So not three count. Um, not three count. Okay. Uh, and then a weird one that I always dug, though, back in the day in like 89 or so maybe was the JTEX Corporation. Mm. which was the Gary Hart managed stable oh, featuring the great nice. Muda and Terry Funk. I was watching nice Gary Hart last night. Love. Nice. What a promo that guy was. Yeah, fun fact, that Gary so Hart's uh, Gary Hart's like autobiography is like one of the hardest wrestling books to acquire. I, and I've wow. heard that it's impossible. Yeah. It's like it's impossible your, to get it. Yeah. Hey, well, dude, he's very underappreciated. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we hardly talk about him, but watching him last night, he is, Oh, his his so good. his mic work. Um, I thought you were gonna say the West Texas Rednecks because I know you were a fan of them too. Uh, yeah. No, I was not a fan of them at all. No, uh, that was a back. No, you're a Kurt Hennig guy. That was a backfiring heel group though, because they were supposed to be the heels, and all these rednecks ended up cheering for them. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like we ran through so many stables. Let us know in the comments if we forgot any. Obviously, we didn't get to all of them. Um. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you're, we forgot Kai and Ty. 
Ah, oh, Kai and Ty. Well, then we got to talk about the Young Dragons. If we're going to talk about Kai and Ty. Right, that's, a, that's a whole other hour. That's a whole other hour. All right, Tune well, in us... next week when we focus entirely on the Young Dragons. <laughs> Wait, who were the members of the Young Dragons? Trivia as we get out of here. Uh, Jamie Noble. What was his name? Jamie Son? It would have been Jamie Son. Correct. Okay. Uh... The dude you mentioned earlier, Kasayashi, very good. And, uh, and uh, Jimmy. was it Jimmy? Jimmy Wang Yang. Yang Jimmy Wang Yang, yeah. That's Wang right. Yang or Yang Wang? Jimmy Wang uh, Yang. We'll go Wang, Wang Yang. Yang. And also, Wang they Yang. had Jimmy a female, Yang. they had a valet with her. I, I, I think she was a Nitro girl at one point. I don't remember her name. Shay? Sure. Is it? I have no idea. Correct us. No, but yeah. it's not her. I, I thought you had her in front of you. I was guessing. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Three greatest stables of all time. Who are they? Go. Put them in order. Who do you got? NWO, Four Horsemen, DX. That's my personal favorites, I should say. I would switch I would switch NWO and Horsemen, though, as the, the best. I think they're probably the best, the Horsemen. But my favorite is NWO. Hmm. Duke? Four Horsemen, NWO, DX. Okay. I'm going NWO. DX four horsemen. So we all got the same three, the, but in a different the order. Disrespect though is real from a well, yeah, I'm, surpri- like I'm yourself, surprised because so. your DX is too is Shawn Michaels and Triple H DX, which I think is yeah. You know, well, strange. You whatever. Know. I love all DX. Put them all together <laughs> yeah, except yeah, that whatever. final okay, version. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. No, no, that's included. Yeah. Well, then you got to include Paul Roma, brother. <laughs> He's <laughs> in there, yeah, baby. That's fine. I like yeah. pretty Paul. Shout out to Ed, Paul Roma lover. There we go. Really? Shout out. Oh yeah, big time. Nice yeah. and the triple threat. Ed loves the triple threat. And Jay, if you're listening, nice Jay. That's probably Jay's favorite uh, stable of all time. Shout out Zern. Shout out Zern. Probably his favorite stable, the Un-Americans, since he was all about the the, uh, the foreigner. Wow, another stable we didn't mention. Another stable we didn't mention, but Zern. We're I'm not sure. good at this guy, so kill us in the comments. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's but what all right. This has been fun. We went down the road of all the stables and factions throughout history the best we could. Let us know if you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week for the East-West Connection. This has been No Sold. Stay safe. Peace out.